Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the People's Wrestling Podcast. As always, I'm your host Ali Bunker and we're back behind the mics for another edition, another rundown of all the latest WWE action from the past week. Uh, so we're a little bit pressed for time this week, uh, so we're going to skip the news. Uh, and we'll try and cover as much of it as possible, obviously, going through the, the Raw and Smackdown stuff. Uh, but we're going to get straight into it this week. Uh, and to help me with that, I'm joined by the Legion of Doom to my Paul Ellerin. It's Matt Bumby and Aiden Bunker. How you doing, guys? Yeah, good. Yeah, how are we? Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, enjoy this week of wrestling? Actually, it was quite a good week of wrestling. Yeah, I thought both shows were strong. Yeah, same here. I think I was pretty impressed. Um, so we're going to start with Monday Night Raw. The Monday Night Raw then this week comes from Omaha, Nebraska, the CenturyLink Center. You just Googled that? Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Bit of last minute research. Um, so Raw kicks off this week, not with a promo for the first time in however long, but with an actual match. Um, John Cena versus JJ. JJ. Um, yeah, this was a, a bit of a, a novelty. Raw starting with a match. And it was actually a really good match. Yeah, I, felt, I thought it was a really good match. It was a good way to start Raw. I just felt it felt like the pace of Raw got off to a really good start. It wasn't a promo where we were waiting for something to happen, waiting for something to happen. It just was a match. And... Yeah, it helped to build the excitement, I think, yeah. for, the, it for set, the show. It set the tone, which is uh, it's always the best way to start off Raw, really. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd... Um... I think the match had been announced earlier in the day, and I saw. I, got, I think I got a notification on my phone as to how sad I am. Um, that <laughs> I got the same WWE <laughs> sent me this notification saying that uh, Cena and JJ were going to kick off uh, kick off Raw, but I'd completely forgotten about it. So when Cena came out, I fully expected it to be a promo, um, but it wasn't, which was refreshing. So the match itself, I thought, was was really good. Um, Cena won. I enjoyed double. Northern Light Suplex. Yeah, that was my highlight for yeah. the match, I think. Jason Jordan looked... In fact, for the whole match. This, the the note that I had from this match was JJ, rubbish crossface, but unbelievable double Northern Light <laughs> yeah. Suplex. Yeah. I've never seen that before in my life. It wasn't a great crossface, and then the STF from Cena has never been the particularly great. crossface was never, wasn't helped by Cena. He had it in fine, and Cena just sat up for some yeah. reason, so he just turned it into a chin lock. I've been quite critical of JJ, but I thought actually he looked quite good in this match. Yeah, it was his best showing. Yeah, by, by far. far. By far, I thought. Given him a double, actual... That double suplex, so it was amazing. I think the athleticism that takes to do that, the strength uh, to do that, someone because Cena ain't a small guy. No. Um, I think that would have been really difficult for anyone with less technical ability to do. So, uh, yeah, Jason Jordan looked really good. In a losing effort, though, Cena wins, as expected. Let's face it. Um, burying young talent <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Cena fan I'm not saying he's burying yeah. anyone <laughs> um, but yeah I think that match did a lot more for Jason Jordan than it has done for John Cena yeah. let's face it so in that way even though Cena won it actually has worked it did what it was designed to do yeah. it said on the tin. straight um, off the back of Roman saying he buries his talent he then comes back next week and effectively puts one over without actually putting them over yeah and buries them without actually burying them. Depends on how you look at it. You use a shovel. Just put a bit of dirt on him. Um, so after the match then, Roman Reigns... Uh, Comes out to a chorus of booze. <laughs> as as we've become accustomed to, Roman is uh, yeah, met with a, 
Did anyone else notice that now Cena wasn't getting booed as much on mm. his main entrance? Yeah, I've noticed this. Yeah, I thought this is see, this is a side effect of this feud, isn't it? I think the crowd of they've got when they I think they're probably a bit tired of booing everybody in this feud, <laughs> so they've got to cheer for someone, and they're not going to cheer for Roman. No. Um. So I think by by proxy they're going to be cheering for Cena. Uh, as there's obviously still a smattering of of boos. But there's yeah. usually the John Cena sucks. Yeah, but there wasn't so much, Yeah, there wasn't as much this week. I've, maybe I've it's just that a, since it came to maybe rule. it's just a rubbish town. Maybe, maybe. the CenturyLink Center. Um, so Roman arrives. Another pretty scathing promo segment, not on the same sort of level as as last week's. I mean, that was extraordinary. Um, but you know, along the same vein, similar similar sort of thing. Um, Cena outclassing Roman on the mic again. I mean, I mean, Cena's great on the mic. I don't think Roman is bad on the mic, but he's knowing every class of John Cena. Every little mistake he makes, or anyway, he goes off on a tangent or whatever, it's just highlighted by the fact he's in there with John Cena. I think it's not. It doesn't look great for him uh, when John Cena's pulling him up on things when it's quite obvious from our point of view where we can where we're standing that. Roman isn't as good on the mic as Cena. So for Cena to pull him up on everything just makes it worse. Yeah. And um, with, this, with this promo, as much as I enjoyed last week's one, and although this wasn't as kind of scathing as last week's one, I don't really want to see any more of these now. Um, perhaps maybe one more in like a few weeks' time right before the event, but I don't want there to be too much talking and for too much of the same things to be said before the match. Um, yeah, it was sort of this. This week felt a little bit of the same, just sort of dialed down a little bit. Yeah, Whereas a, last bit more, week was, a bit more tepid. Last week was up at yeah. eleven. This, this week one was felt a lot more scripted. Scripted, yeah. I think last week they were kind of let off, off let off the leash a little bit. Whereas this week, I think the leash was fairly tightly attached to both of them. Yeah, so I'd like to start apart, seeing. Apart from, we should say the uh, the zipper and. Nah. Uh, that whole yeah. oh, <laughs> that whole debacle. Don't use your brain; it's not your strong point. Yes. <laughs> You've even come out with your flies undone. Yeah. Well, I did like Roman's response to that. that yeah, was, that was pretty cool. Uh, busted it open, you know, big dog. <laughs> that was that was like quick thinking. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, uh, I would like to start seeing some physicality between them. I was yeah, going to say, are we going to get this? Do, do we think we're getting this each week and no physical interaction whatsoever until the match? As a way of keeping them separate, keep the match big time, uh, making that... an attraction. Oh, I think I'd be happy with no. I do you know what I want to see? I want to see this every week, and then on the on the go home show, I want to see Cena in a match against someone. I want to see uh, Cena wins, uh, and to close the show, Roman comes out of nowhere, spears him, close raw. Yeah, that'd be that'd be the way they should go with it. Not Superman um, punch. Just oh, not, not Superman, Superman punch. Can't he just get rid of that? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think the fans would be more over with him if he did get rid of that. Mm. I'm not. Um, I'm not against them not say touching each other till maybe they go home or anything. I just don't want it to become touching each other. <laughs> I just don't okay, want it to become. And I'm mentioning him again, like a CM Punk situation. You know when he. He first dropped it's the first his, one of the week. Yeah, first. Yeah, he fun. first dropped his whole pipe bomb thing, and then like pretty much every week after that for the next couple of months was just those kind of promos, yeah. and it just the effect got lost because it happened so much. Yeah, so. it's like WWE like to they go they accidentally stumble upon something that's worked, and then they go ah, oh, 
we should just keep doing this. Yeah, let's keep doing this <laughs> until the crowd get really Yeah, bored until we don't want it anymore. <laughs> examples being New Day's entire gimmick, the title yeah. run, <laughs> the Fashion Files. Yeah, the Fashion Files is a good example. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Hopefully, we won't we won't get tired of this. Um, I don't see how we could, to be fair. I think mean, as long as they carry on just ripping the you know what out of each other each week. The the thing with a build up like this though is that they can't just have an ordinary match or some kind of tepid no, nothing no. happening match. Something needs to come in this. It needs to be a good match. I do fear for a little bit of the quality of the match. I think this is. This is where Roman's got to prove himself. Well, yeah, it's a good, it's a very good point. I mean, in, Roman has had a very good run of matches in the last eighteen months. I think on pay per views, yeah, all of his matches have been great. But to a certain extent, he hasn't been carried. But he's been working with people who can perhaps, wrestle. yeah, or maybe what, superior. In the what ring I do him. worry about is that although Cena tends to put on great matches, especially in like big situations, big match John, they tend to be with people who. Um, not similar statures. So people like Rollins, AJ Styles, he has good chemistry of like the smaller kind of guys. Yeah. Whereas Roman is his size, if not maybe a bit yeah. more. Yeah, I mean, if you look at, if you compare a match, say, between Cena and AJ to a match with Cena and Baron Corbin. Yeah, exactly. Or Bray Wyatt. I mean, it's, you know, it's, I mean, it... Bray Wyatt match is pretty good, to be fair. I can see this being a sort of non-contest and then it go into Survivor Series. Yeah, I'm. I'm not 100 sure we'll get a clean finish. To the... I'm. I'm of the. Well, I mean, without getting into no mercy predictions already, um, I think Roman's going over in this match. I, um, would. I know this isn't going to happen, but I would like to maybe see Roman cheat to win, some or something. Not necessarily cheat, but have some kind of help messy win. Oh yeah. Um. Can we see a heel turn of this? I, I don't think they're ever turning either of these guys heel, and uh, Cena especially, but Roman, I just don't, I don't think they have the appetite to turn Roman heel. I think they're no, just, they just... They, they make a lot of money merchandise-wise for kids, don't they, from the kids. They do, and I just I just think, when I, I don't know if you saw, there was something with Triple H a few weeks ago who, was, who constantly just says, oh, Roman isn't a heel, he's not a face, or if he is a heel, he's just... It's, it's, it's how we present way. him. It's how we present him, yeah. And so they just will not, they refuse to accept that Roman is a face who's being booed out of every building he goes into. I would like to get um, the viewpoint of, say, like a six, seven year old on this match. Yeah. Because these are the, the two guys who these demographic, who it? these kids are meant to cheer for. Yeah. And, and, and then for? growing up as a kid, you're meant to cheer the good guy against the bad guy. But now you've got like your two top guys against each other who yeah. are both. Laying into yeah, each other. The, I can't imagine it'll make a I lot think of for sense. People to like them, us, but... it's being pushed. To, we're being pushed towards Cena because yeah, because he's yeah. Cena, Cena in this feud is taking the stance of a disgruntled fan. Yeah, that's essentially what Cena's doing. He's he's the voice for the the smart marks. <laughs> yeah, he's the, he's the voice for the internet fans who internet wrestling fans who have laid into Rome for so many years, which is ironic. Because it's usually exactly, him on the yeah, end of it was that. Public Enemy Number One in yeah. terms of that going back five years and, and even longer. So um, yeah, it's very. This feud is is great. I like it. I'm enjoying it, and I really hope we have a really great match. I do worry a little bit about the quality of it. Yeah. Mercy, though. In, in terms as long as it lives up to that's why I think it might be a, a non, either a non-starter or something happens quite early I, on. I I think. This feud carries on the way it does, and we get to No Mercy, and the match doesn't take place in some way. 
I think there will be hell to pay <laughs> from the fans on that from that perspective. Like Roman ran over Cena with an ambulance or something because he <laughs> tends to try and kill people when he's in feud. He yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he is the Rock's cousin. Yes. Let's let's not forget. Um, That's for your older fans out there. Did it for the Rock. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, Cena Reigns, great stuff. Uh, let's sort of. We're not going to go in all, in any sort of order this week. Uh, Miz, Jeff Hardy for the Intercontinental Championship. Now I've got here. It was good to see the IC title defended because I cannot remember the last time it was. When's this 30-day rule? When does it work for some and not for others? Because I'm pretty sure the Miz hasn't defended that title in more than a month. Well, I suppose technically he... he defends it like every night on on a uh, like, house shows. Does, does he though? Shows. We don't know because we're not has seeing not been, every house show. Has he not been in six mans with um, Dallas and Axel? I, I don't know. Well, I haven't seen the IC title defended for a long, no, long time. No, it's been it's for it not to be uh, on to SummerSlam was a yeah. disgrace, I think. Yeah, the, the for me, the Intercontinental title and SummerSlam sort of go hand in hand. Yeah, there was um, no reason for it not to be. Yeah, really. I mean, I guess um, I think maybe the argument being that they were leading to a feud with Jason Jordan, which appears to have just stopped. Yeah. That's um, and he maybe wasn't ready for an IC title. I don't know. But, yeah, but even if he's not ready for just an put him in a match, yeah, make, him, in make a him match. win by DQ or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. Which is exactly where I thought that, that was going to go. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't. Uh, so, yeah, it was good to see the IC title defended. It's a shame it was just on Raw. But, you know, it was against Jeff Hardy, who we spoke about last week. Quite interested to see Jeff Hardy in a, in a singles capacity. Um, as much as he's still got stuff to do with, with Matt. Um, the match was all right. I thought it was pretty good. Um what did you guys think, Matt? I sort of... I liked the match. The match was great. But then I went back from last week and we were talking about Jeff Hardy. And then I went back and just thought, all the people that were in that Battle Royal, Jeff Hardy shouldn't have won it. In terms of who it would have served better. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it of, was a safe option, I think. It was a safe option. Someone like Elias maybe could have done with that rub. or uh, wouldn't quite make as much sense, though. And Miz is a heel. Know, he'll, he'll be heel, but... Um, Finn Balor for one would have been like I, my. I think if you were to put Finn against Miz for the IC title and have Finn not win the title, then that damages Finn. So if well, unless you're going to put the title on him, I don't think you can have Finn in that role. Well, he. But then you could go on to, then the mercy with a, a strong IC title match. Or, I guess maybe Bray could have cost him the match, and then you'd have Bray Finn at no mercy like we've ended up with anyway. Well, yeah. Um. um... In case you are wondering, I've just looked it up. It was last defended on TV anyway at Great Balls of Fire, which was July 9th. So exactly, yeah. So that's what, two months ago. Yeah. Against Dean Ambrose. One of the many matches against <laughs> Dean Ambrose. One of the hundred million matches. I don't, think I, I don't think I've ever seen a Miz versus Dean Ambrose match for the IC title. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job we started this podcast after the <laughs> matches. <laughs> Uh, not to say that these two were are great wrestlers, but that, that that feud just dragged on for way too long, and it was about nothing. Just, yeah, a little bit like Jinder and Randy. <laughs> Less than about that feud, the better. <laughs> Hashtag done with Jinder. Hashtag done with Jinder. Yeah, we're getting that one over on Twitter. Not that anybody's retweeted it or anything. <laughs> yes, we will retweet. Matt it. did. That's true. Um, oh, so yeah, about this match, I'm, I was surprised Miz won. Well, clean ish. Mm, yeah, well, I wouldn't necessarily say clean. It was, I mean, there was a, a little bit of interference from Maurice, but 
Well, one thing I did love about this, and this is always guaranteed to get a reaction from the crowd, when the referee spots people <laughs> on the outside of the ring and says, you, you, you're out of here. And yeah. then the crowd goes nuts. It's it always so ridiculous. gets a reaction. <laughs> they could literally just go, go back. Yeah. Go right. backstage. Go go on, go go but what annoyed me about that was that Booker T goes, oh, well, now that um, everyone's been ejected from ringside, it's... Even in the ring, no one's got any help or whatever. Yeah, Not forgetting that yeah, Maurice is on the outside. <laughs> and Maurice has helped the Miz win about 100 matches in the last year and a half. <laughs> to be fair, I think this Including done, this. I think it's done a lot for Miz. I think it's made Miz look good. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not against it. I was, I was just a little bit surprised, you know, with Miz's whole character. Is that he, never, he never really wins clean, does he? Um, and I guess he really didn't technically win clean this week, but it was mostly clean. Um yeah, he's a champion. He needs to win every yeah, night. Yeah, I think it's the case. He's been um, legit, like a credible champion. Yeah, um, so I was, I was quite impressed with this match. I thought Jeff put in a good show. I thought they had surprisingly good chemistry. Yeah. I don't know how often they worked on like house shows and stuff, but they, they definitely looked quite good. And once again, Jeff just literally throws himself around. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea how he's, like nobody else. how he's not the one needing hip and knee replacements and stuff, because yeah. he's... The stuff that he's taken over the years. The bit before this, I don't know if I'm getting already sick of them pushing the pushing it, but not doing it. The broken mat. Oh, you mean right, woken yeah. now, as they're calling oh, it? They're kind of called on that a little bit, I think, haven't they? In the in the woken references. Um. Awoken, I should say. A little, but I guess they're not getting as much kind of interview time as they were before. Yeah. There's been an interview with Matt and Jeff recently, and they've said that it's the the Woken universe is definitely coming to WWE, so don't panic. Yeah. So there must be something in the pipeline. How they're going to get there, I don't know. I guess it. I mean, as much as I love Matt and Jeff Hardy, I don't. Their gimmick at the moment isn't. Well, they don't really have one. Yeah, they're <laughs> sort of in between. Um, so I think they're not really like they used to be in, in terms of Team Extreme. They're just kind of you know there. Um, I think. If the rivalry, the rivalry, what is the tag team called? The revival. The revival. The revival that's the go. ones. If they hadn't been injured, I think Matt they would have been taken time off. Now. Oh, you reckon? I don't think they would have taken the time off and then and come, come back. back woken. With, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know a fun fact? No. <laughs> I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, Jeff Hardy, um, back when he in his last singles run, was always used to wear face paint, and he used to love his face paint. Um, but Vince doesn't allow him to wear it now that he's back on TV because of Finn Balor's paint. For some reason, there's a link between the two. So he's only, if you see pictures from his like, Instagram and stuff, he's only allowed to wear his face paint on house shows, but he's never allowed to wear it on TV. It's a bit weird. Well, it is a bit weird. Yeah, it's odd. I don't know what the connection is. It's not like Finn Balor does it every week or they're even similar. I hope they're not going to make him do it every week because I think that needs to be, we've yeah, said this, that needs to be. Yeah, it needs to be a once be. in a while thing. That needs to be a big four at the most yeah. thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, fun fact might have been a bit of a stretch, Aiden. Yeah, fun. <laughs> Just trying to bring a little uh, bit of trivia. Fact. Yes, it is. Fun, maybe not. <laughs> well, I won't bother um, next time. Yeah. No, you can. can yeah. no, that's cool. Well, yeah. Don't fine. Mind. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Don't be offended. As he scours us <laughs> across the room. I'm not offended, I'm just hurt. <laughs> Anyway, uh, someone else who was hurt this week. Like that one? Yeah. Um, I didn't actually have a follow-up to that one. <laughs> no, I did. Um, someone else who was hurt. Sasha Banks. 
Um, she Why was, she hurt? Well, because she took a loss which was pinned by Emma. Well, and I think anyone who gets pinned by Emma should be really, really emotionally hurt. Um, so this how did this transpire? This came about backstage uh, angle, well, segment with um, Emma and Nia Jax approaching. Well, firstly, Nia Jax Nia approaching. Nia Jax was Kurt saying angle. about her, she wanted her rematch and why Banks was getting her. Rematch. Yeah, because the match a, was announced, wasn't it? Which is a ridiculous question, by the way, that she, she, Nia Jax has done nothing, and she, well, she, she all she's done is to champion. All she's done ambush champion and lose to Sasha previously, yeah. and says, why does Sasha get? A contractually obliged rematch, <laughs> and I get nothing. Well, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> do you think um, just a, a little bit of a tangent on this one? Um, do we think that the contractually obliged rematch clause is a little bit of scrap it? Yeah, it's, don't you think it hampers it a little bit? We just end up seeing the same few, especially in the women's division, where the title just seems to flip flop between two people. We end up seeing the same match like seven times. Do you know what's really what match is really annoying me, and we're going to get to see it again, is the Seamus Cesaro, <laughs> Dean Seth. That really annoys me that they've had so many matches. I mean, they've, they've technically only had one. They've only had one match <laughs> no, together, yeah. though. I'm sick of the feud already. <laughs> Just end it. I think they they should do a, more matches where there's a stipulation like if you don't win this match like You're then, not gonna then get you don't get another title shot as long as blah blah is champion they yeah. do that every now and then like yeah. pretty rarely but yeah, i think they should, the they, sh- they should probably <laughs> do that more because yeah we will end up with sasha Just and alexa for <laughs> yeah. at least the third time this year and it's it's also bad when they're kind of spread out but when you get things like jinder randy we get three back-to-back pay-per-views yeah. of the same match yeah i mean i don't which I'm is not... what we've had with Sasha and Alexa. It's going to be Great Balls, SummerSlam, and then No Mercy. Yeah, and I mean, um, I'm not like a, a completely opposed to the rematch clause. I just think back in the day, we never have to use, used to have this clause. So where was the point where it came it, into everyone's contract, you know? <laughs> we we did have it, but it wasn't necessarily used every week. It's used I mean, every, it wasn't used every time someone loses on every title. single title yeah, change. It's, it seemed to me like you used to lose, like, lose a match... You lose your title, you go back down to the, the yeah, bottom. Yeah, you go back down to the bottom and then you've got to you work your way back work up. Work your way back up, yeah, to be the number one contender. And I think um, the problem I have with it is that you just automatically know what what's coming next in the rivalry. So, for instance, Alexa beats Sasha. Now, this is actually a poor example because we're not actually getting what we thought we were going to get. But uh, Alexa beats Sasha for the title and we know that that feud is going to carry on because Sasha is owed a rematch. But if there was a little bit of uncertainty about what the next bit of that feud is going to be or what the next feud is going to be, that might be a little bit more interesting. Well, that was the problem with SummerSlam, is that we had all these matches, especially on Raw. Um, well, you have all those title But there's been no advancement in stories because at both SummerSlam and No Mercy, we'll get um, Sasha and Alexa in the same match, Braun and Brock in the same match. Um, Rollins, Ambrose. Rollins, Ambrose, Cesaro, Sheamus, um, Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt same match yeah so it's just no advancement necessarily in the story so what was the point in they they need to use them they really do yeah and i think the cruiserweights is an untapped gold mine but you could just put them against them for one week two weeks yeah but you can have a champion absolutely crush a cruiserweight yeah agreed well i mean i wouldn't necessarily want to see a cruiserweight get crushed unless it was by someone like braun 
Um, I'm not saying I'm not saying Crush is in. They come out, they do a couple of moves, bang, they're done. Mm. I mean, they should be put over more than a cruiserweight should be. Yeah. But the cruiserweight should be allowed to wrestle. Yeah, we don't we don't see enough of the cruiserweights. I mean, it's it's a well documented point. Um, but we yeah, so we we ended up in this on on Raw with a tag team match, which was made by Kurt Angle as a way of seeing whether Nia and Emma would be interjected into the Alexa Bliss Sasha Banks match, which had been announced for No Mercy. Could they not have done this with two singles? They're not done Alexa versus Emma and then Sasha versus. I think, think for them to get in. Uh, they could have done. I think I didn't mind this actually. I quite liked the dynamic that they were trying to get between Sasha and Alexa um, teaming. I also thought um, with Alexa, um, obviously, obviously, funny well, yeah, obviously getting good crowd reactions. Are they maybe thinking of maybe with a few with Nia Jax in particular? Are they maybe thinking of moving her to a face role because she's yeah. very good as a heel? I did kind of think this. She putting her against Nia. Is a very kind of the way that she was wrestling in the match as well was a very like courageous underdog, yeah. and that she wasn't backing down, she was exactly. getting in her face. And um, although I did love the uh, when she slapped Naya, oh, yeah, Naya so screamed and Alexa screamed and ran. That. I think that was brilliant. <laughs> that was, yeah, that, I've seen that gif running around a lot on Twitter as well. It was brilliant. Um, but just going before the match, um, when Alexa approached Sasha in the back, if you just take that backstage segment in isolation uh, and you were to take away the heel face like not previous knowledge of who's a heel and in the face just watching that Sasha you'd think Sasha was the heel because the way oh, Alexa was just like we need, we need to definitely got personal beef oh, yeah, you can definitely do. tell in that backstage segment when what? Sasha got a little bit too close <laughs> Alexa looked like she was going like, to slap her <laughs> legitimately what I thought this match maybe could have benefited with was rather than Brian Kevin Panty's Owens match. as a special guest referee. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Panty's match. You want to Come see on, don't be misogynistic. <laughs> um, Nobody wants to see Brian Panty's matches in 2017. Do they not? <laughs> Rather than <Maybe. laughs> um, Emma and Nia both being put in to the what, title Panties? match. I'm sorry. We're, 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 yeah, no one wants to see Nia Jackson, <laughs> Brian Panty. <laughs> see another um, on Instagram. Because they used to do this kind of back towards the Attitude Era time. Whoever gets the pinfall... That would then get interesting. In. So yeah. in that scenario, Emma would Emma be put into the match the and Nia wouldn't. Because yeah. But are we like, going to get a fatal four-way? We're a fatal four-way, yeah. Which so, I'm I mean, okay with as I'm well. I'm not against that. All I'm, all I'm thinking is just that we know that one person isn't going to win this match. Emma? Emma? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's just not going to win. Well, she did start the women's revolution. <laughs> Hashtag give Emma anything. New music this week as well. Right now. Hashtag second new song in two weeks. Do you want it? So was that was that a different song? Because yeah. I was I was I didn't recognise it when I heard it, but then I thought I didn't really pay much attention to it last week. She no. If you watch, she doesn't know what music she's coming out <laughs> to because she, she does a different thing and she sort of come out this week and was like, because she usually does that thing where she does that and then that. Yeah. And she was she came out this week. <laughs> Great radio. <laughs> For all of you who can't see us right now, Ali tried to imitate Emma's entrance thing when she turned it was her back. Brilliant. I do practice it. But yeah, she didn't do it this week because there's no point in her music for her to strike that pose yeah uh, right, yeah. so we're ending up with Fatal 4 at No Mercy for the women's title um, I just hope they keep it on Alexa personally but we'll see um, then one final thing I had on this do we think that they turned Naya on Alexa too early I would have liked to seen Naya maybe help Alexa win the match last week 
um, maybe help her win a couple matches here and there, and then turn because it quite it almost kind of came out of nowhere. Like Michael yeah. Cole tried to say, it wasn't as has, big a deal as it should have been. Yeah, Michael Cole tried to say, has Nia finally seen like Alexa been manipulating her over the last couple of months? But I don't know yeah, how she, she has really at all. Yeah. She hasn't done anything. One, one final thing that did annoy me, and I know this shouldn't annoy me because it's 2017, but. Um, Naya tweeted like a little video of that bit where she screams at Alexa and Alexa runs away but she captions, captions it like Alexa I love you but I just don't like you very much at the moment something like that her and Twitter, I think what is the point uh, of that yeah, her no Twitter and Instagram are ridiculously baby faced yeah. yeah. she seems like one of the nicest people in the world yeah and then she comes out on TV trying to be a monster yeah, yeah. I don't know. She's don't... not like most girls, to be fair. No, she isn't. She's I hate like... her music. She's the size of most girls together. Um, anyway. A bit harsh. Well, she's a bit fanjing. <laughs> uh... There's no, there's no need for that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Finn and Bray, nothing new. Uh... I thought this. I was a little bit bored of this one. Yeah, I'm a little bit bored. Is he gonna? He's not gonna. Obviously, not gonna come out as demon. No. So he's gonna come out as human. Well, he's mentioned his demons. He said how some people hide from their demons, but I turn become into mine them, yeah. or something like that. I become mine. Yeah. Word in Moz. Yeah, Bray was back on the Titantron, so that was great. Um, yeah, just no, there wasn't anything Does really. Anyone... Bray challenged Finn to the match at No Mercy. That was the whole point. That, that was. Yeah. That was the whole point of his five minutes of explaining him going hunting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a ridiculous. Does anyone? Listen to it. I read <laughs> sometimes that Finn Balor has a touch of the Dolph Ziggler's in his promos that he shouts. Yeah, and a little I, bit. I, I don't know if it's we'll just because he's we'll trying, to, to, trying to get his later, accent a bit clearer. Um, but yeah, yeah sometimes, get, I mean, sometimes he does shout. But yeah. I think, honestly, he's been in Japan where it's there's tight crowds. Yeah. He's been in like wrestling in this country where it's tight crowds like NXT NXT tight crowds where you need to be shouting because the crowds are going to be on you so maybe he just brought that over and maybe that just needs to be beaten out of it maybe I think his promo skills are good like there's nothing wrong with them I think just occasionally he is a bit shouty and I don't know if that's just because he's maybe trying to make his accent a bit clearer for an American audience potentially one thing because Dolph Ziggler actually mentioned this in his promo last week where he said he called Finn Balor a, a charisma, charisma vacuum. vacuum, and so I was listening to Finn's promo, and I thought, actually, yeah, I mean, he's got a great character, and I like, I like Finn. Obviously, he's great in ring, but is he that charismatic? I don't. I, think, I mean, I love I, Finn, but I uh, think he is. Um, I think he's I cool. would say he is. Is he charismatic? I don't know. On the mic, I, I just wasn't that thrilled with him on the mic this week. I, I just, just say it came across a bit shouty. But then I just think this whole thing, and maybe if he's someone else we might it might be a bit better i'd like to see him and miss when miss can do most of the talking yeah that'd yeah. be good be great um so yeah that feud progressed in in a way that you know we now have a bray versus finn match at brilliant mercy um so another small small part of raw enzo and a cruiserweight so that's all that's that's what i've labeled this as enzo plus others basically yeah, enzo and the enzo cruiserweight show. sounds like a good band name. yeah it does actually sound like a good band and was it just me that Writing I'm, that one down. <laughs> I don't watch the cruiserweights that much, uh, so Enzo, I don't even know. Uh, 
Cedric Alexander and I didn't even get the other bloke's name. Grand Metalik. Yeah, that's the one. Against and if you never watched, Jack. if you'd have never watched Raw ever, you wouldn't know who the others were because they never introduced them. No, they do always yeah. get the jobber entrance. Yeah, and that's that's got to be really bad for them. Yeah, what my my notes from this match? It was, well, it was a decent match. match. Literally, it. <laughs> but I've got um, Enzo. I've got need more Cedric. I I I need to see. Neville versus Cedric Alexander. Yeah. That would be bloody amazing. It's not going to be, though, is it? It's going to be Enzo. It won't be. Um, well, but... well, so this will just cut you off there. So that, the Fatal Five way that was on 205 Live, that was for number one contendership, right? Yeah. And Enzo was the winner of that, right? Yeah. Correct. Not actually seeing it. So so Enzo versus Neville is coming up, assuming at No Mercy, right? So if, Enzo, on, if Enzo no wins, that'll be... He'll be on the kickoff show, yeah. If Enzo wins, that'll be extremely pissed. Yeah. But my, my other note from this match was Enzo is weird at the moment. He's just a bit weird, isn't he? Yeah. Like, just... He's he's always been a bit weird and quirky, but the way he's talking and the way he's acting... like They're having that like a heel at the moment in that he's... He was saying if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Yeah. And he, he's working smart, not hard, all that kind of stuff. And he cheated to win as well. And yeah. I don't get that. If you're poke poke face, to the eyes. Both eyes as well. And then a... A double Jordan poke to the eyes. Is, Do you know how Yeah. Could, I, Probably had a name for it. I didn't. Jordanzo. Jordanzo. Because yeah. he wears Jordans. Yeah. Ah, okay. I thought it was a bit of jewel. Jordan to the, well, I think it is a bit. There's, it's there's a double. There's oh, a pun okay. in there. There's a pun. Okay. Um, fair enough. My my only my only issue with not an issue, but with this whole cruiserweight situation, with where is Akira Tozawa? Um, because he's. Ah. No, he um obviously the last cruiserweight champion lost the belt to Neville. I think they had their rematch, right? They did, didn't they? They didn't have it on Turf Five Live. Turf Five Live, Live, probably. Um, so where is like where is he? He should be in this in this. You said ah, so it must mean you know where he is. Oh, I was just saying ah because that's how it is. I said all the time. Yeah, (laughs) I know nothing of cruiserweight. Well, I saw a lot of them. At a, ro- at a theme park. Oh, really? Yeah, there's no Titus. Titus put up a video of them in the car going around Nebraska going and do some kind of Titus Worldwide team bonding exercise. And um, then, was Sasha Banks not in front of that car as well? She rides with them when Bailey's not around, which obviously she's not because she's injured well, at the yeah, moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, none of Titus Worldwide on Raw this but week. But this, this makes me want to not follow them on Twitter... So it doesn't ruin it. <laughs> or Instagram. Just so I'm not like confused when it comes to Raw. Like Nia Jax, she confuses me because she's so like babyface on Twitter and Instagram, which is real life. And then she comes on TV and she's supposed to be this beast and I just don't get it. No, I well, guess it's just a, a symptom of the age we're in at the moment. Like, yeah, I don't like it, Alex. <laughs> I liked it back in the day when you thought they were an arsehole. Yes. Well, they, they did that also when they... Um, Showed the uh, Connor's Cure video package. Yeah, with the Miz. When they had the Miz and Alexa Bliss in hospital with, and Stephanie McMahon yeah. in hospital with these kids having the time of their life, and everyone looked so happy to be there, and all the kids were happy to be there. Nice to meet you, all that kind of stuff. It's just, yeah. obviously, everyone knows it's a work, but, or whatever, kids but the kids do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's like, could you could you imagine they? you're a kid ill in hospital? 
and you watch wrestling religiously. Your favorite wrestlers, Finn Balor or Roman Reigns, and then like the Miz Nobody's turns up. Nobody's Roman Reigns. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there was a kid who did the bloody Superman punch thing. He cocked his fist. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like, could you imagine? You turn up and then there's just a bad guy who turns up at the end of your bed, like, "Hi, I'm here to make you feel better." <laughs> you like, think, oh, fuck, fuck off! I want John Cena. <laughs> yeah. Um... Is that enough for me to stop that? Anyway. Moving on. Host dropping an F bomb. Seth and Dean versus Sheamus and Cesaro. I'm now, they, they, this wasn't on Raw, but that Cesaro and Sheamus were against what, Heath Slater and Rhino, who didn't get the entry. <laughs> they got the, yeah, the job of treatment. The job of treatment. Um, and Seth and Dean were against what, Gallows and Anderson? Right? Yeah. Uh, both won. Uh, both were around the ring or commentating for their other match. Nothing really progressed in this one. They did have a really, really good match at SummerSlam. So I'm just playing. As much as I'm, you know, nothing's really happening in this rivalry, I'm looking forward to the actual match. I know you're bored of it, Matt, uh, but Aiden, you being the world's largest Seth Rollins fan, um, I think you probably look forward to this one, right? Yeah, I, I'm a fan of all four of these guys when they're in the ring. Um, I would love to see another match with them. I think they could have match of the night. And you're going to see it. It's happening at their mercy. Well, oh, yeah. Um... So, yeah, aside from the main event, have I missed anything, really? Uh, my notes say not really. Um, Strowman's promo, backstage promo. Yeah. Um, it seemed a bit moany in that he was saying... Yeah, why would he be I can't, that I can't believe Kurt Angle has put me in a cage match three weeks before No Mercy, all that kind yeah, of stuff. It seemed a bit... And, and then he said, I'm not complaining, but, <laughs> you actually uh, are. but you literally were complaining. It just seemed a bit, not necessarily cowardly here. I just sort of. don't know why they do it. Why have a backstage segment with him? Just let him go out. Let him... Like, from my point of view, if you see him, you'd expect him to be backstage on his own. Yeah. Nobody talks to him because he's too scary. Too you, you scary. And then expect... he comes out and just absolutely goes mental, and then goes back, and then you don't see him ever again. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't expect him to follow kind of social norms. Yeah. One one thing that was also quite weird was that they did a promo with a referee this week. Yeah. <laughs> and to be they fair, don't mention the referees by name. I thought the referee was really good. He did a decent performance. <laughs> he's quite a good actor. What, um... Probably the only one out of all of them. Yeah. What What I did find funny was um. He said, oh, the ring crew told me the ring has been double enforced. And then in the background, all you hear is this guy in the crowd go, liar! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was pretty good. Um, I don't so, think they mentioned enough how much the ring had been reinforced. No, yeah, I'm not sure. I would have liked to see seen a couple more replays from different angles of the superplex with the ring. Yeah, we right. only got one or two. Yeah. Hundred. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so this is my main issue with this. I think Braun versus Big Show is obviously an attraction, but it isn't as big a deal as they've made it out to be. Like no, the Big, the big show, show is a is a twenty five year veteran, twenty three according to his promo at the end of his career, who's no longer as big as he used to be anyway. Um, is he even the world's largest athlete no. anymore? Probably. Only just, I would say. Well, he probably only weighs a little bit more than Cass, right? <laughs> yeah. Cass is just as tall. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, it's just not as big a like we saw the like the replays and the trip down memory memory lane of, of their previous match and yes, they, it was a good moment. But we don't need to continue to relive it. But if I if because we have also seen it multiple times before, it's not yeah. the only time it's, it's not ever the only happened. Time it's happened. You're right. 
But I think if you go back to that match, it wasn't a good match. No, it was okay. For what I think you No, back at that match. The their April first match. match was not a good match. Well, that, that was their was... second. They had one before WrestleMania, which, which kind of took right. everyone by surprise. Yeah. Um, it came out of nowhere, but it, came... it was quite a good match. The second match was... Yeah. It was yeah, all built that... for that moment. It, well, yeah, it built to that moment, didn't it? That was the main part of it. Um, so main part all of matches match... have been better than you would expect on paper, I would say. Yeah. Like, if, if you had said to me in, like, January that in... In uh, September, there'll be a, f- a third match that people would be looking forward to between these two. I would have been very surprised. Yeah. Um, so this match was a steel cage match. We don't really know why. <laughs> <laughs> why they were put in a steel cage match. Um, but they were. For all you younger fans, you will not remember this. But I missed the blue steel cage matches. I think everybody misses the blue cage. <sighs> the blue cage was amazing. To be fair, I also like the black cage I thought that looked pretty yeah cool. that was all right as well but what is this new cage well that's not new is it? it's probably been well, around yeah, longer it, than the blue cage was yeah. ever around yeah well, <laughs> i think the, this cage well these cages look more brutal i don't like, think they do i think the, the thickness of the blue metal yeah that looked, looked like it would hurt look like it would really hurt like yeah. if you if i was to have that like if i was to have that pitch yourself go back to SummerSlam. i think it's 97 where triple h was against mankind in a steel cage and China smashed the door on Mick Foley's head, yeah, legitimately that... gave him a concussion with that blue, with a blue cage door. Go and now picture what happened with Braun and Big Show, where they both did it to each other in yeah. that match. It kind of bounces off them. It's just a yeah. mesh, yeah. But like, I suppose it is not so much. It won't be used so much these days. But I suppose back in the day, in kind of Attitude Era times, when you'd have people like rake their face, yeah. rake their opponent's face along the yeah, mesh, all that, that kind of stuff. True. That looks a lot more brutal than if you were to just do it on blue bars but then yeah. it, for this it's, I can't remember the, I think it was um, Cesaro and Seamus that did it the last person to win coming out of the cage yeah you don't see that very often yeah anymore. it did annoy it shouldn't do because you shouldn't take wrestling as logical but yeah. you've got someone down in the corner and you're the size of Big Show and you go to climb over the cage <laughs> yeah. when if you, door, if you walk six yards to the other side, you, you're at Just the door. go out that door over there. That referee, he's telling you where he is. <laughs> yeah. He's there. Uh, just go back to the referee, actually. Did anyone, I don't, probably because I'm just too observant, but did anyone find it funny that in the referee's promo he said, I'm just going to stay out their way? And at one point he literally got in Braun's way. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> when Braun went to run to bounce off the ropes, the referee was there and he had to just like dive behind him to move <laughs> yeah. out of his way. I thought that was a little bit funny. Anyway, I carry would on. definitely dive in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we should mention Braun won this match. No surprise. But I don't think when was the last time Braun was pinned or submitted? Has he ever? Roman Reigns beat him uh, relatively cleanly, I think. Fast Lane or whatever the one before like WrestleMania was. But I don't recall him. Is that the last match Braun's actually lost? I know he didn't win the four-way the fatal four-way but he didn't get he didn't lose he lost a Kalisto in a dumpster match there we go that (laughs) that was the last person to beat Braun Strowman Kalisto there's probably there might have been one in between but I can't think of any other than the SummerSlam match I don't think anybody's beaten him no because he even won at um... he won at Great Balls yeah yeah Yeah. Extreme Rules as well winning streak fair play Um, so yeah Braun was this match um, the match was alright. It was okay. For four two seven footers in a 
steel cage, it was all right. Um, a lot of on the top rope action for, for two seven footers on top rope. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make sense of that. That was the way that match was booked. But we should just point out the Big Show doing an elbow drop from the top rope was a pretty awesome sight. Yeah, it looked amazing. Yeah, I mean he executed it well. I mean he, he did maybe just miss a little bit. He missed a little bit. <laughs> uh, but I've never seen it. Booker T was particularly excited to see it. Uh, my my question was this: Is where has that been for the last eighteen years in, in WWE? Where all the time, where the big shows just sort they of hasn't just reinforced been... the ring, have they? You can't be doing that every <laughs> week. This week was a four thousand pound ring. <laughs> yeah. It's also weird when you're from the UK when someone says four thousand pound ring. I automatically think of cost rather than weight. That's, yeah. that's an expensive <laughs> ring. That. Yeah. I just uh, what what confuses me about this is that um, last week. There was a 15-man battle royal, yeah. which they didn't think to reinforce <laughs> yeah. the ring for. But this week, they've just got two 400-pounders. Yeah. And, and the big like, show was in that match as well. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now they're like, oh my god, we need to yeah. reinforce the ring. So one of my notes was, after Strowman won for the Power Slam, where did he get the mic from? I did think that. <laughs> You're because in a steel the, cage, because the and door there is was... literally nowhere to get a mic from. Because I was where pretty sure the door was from? still shut yeah. at that point as well. The door was still shut, so where did he get a microphone from? No idea. Um, <laughs> who's who's lobbed that over the top? <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, mate. Over the top. So yeah, after the match, then comes probably the the standout moment from the whole thing. Really, it was um, apart from Big Show's elbow drop. So Braun picks Big Show up onto his shoulders, going to give him another running power slam, but he does it into the side of the cage. Big Show falls through, and I think it looked really good. Because he did it, a sort of a flip. He did he? a flip, yeah. It looked good. It broke the cage. It he, broke the cage, yeah. yeah it it broke... looked good. He landed safely. safely like, it, it, it went pretty much as, as well as they could have planned. Yeah. The only thing which which was a slight little um, annoyance for me was the camera angle. They had... The camera guy was already in Yeah, he was in, yeah, it was in place. It. it was in a perfect yeah. camera angle. He like had had it down low. and yeah, you, you just think if nobody knew this was going to happen, like that would never happen back in the day. Yeah. Maybe and just because they would have had less the cameras around. The thing that annoyed around. me a lot about it was they never went to that part of the ring yeah. in the yeah. whole match. And you... you could say, yeah, I, I was the same. I sort of, I sort of figured that something was going to happen with that. Side. On you my would, notes, it was like... With how much they'd built the match up, you would have thought something big was going to have to happen. So, yeah, that makes well, sense. Yeah. Straight on my notes, the first note I had was, who's going through the... Yeah, <laughs> it was only ever going to be Big Show, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. uh, but let's not be too negative about it. It was a good moment. No, it was good. Uh, so, more. I don't know if you noticed, but as um, as he was kind of selling his injuries after being put through the cage, he was holding his hip a lot. And there's a, yeah, vi- there's a video of him walking back up the ramp with the referees and he's holding his hip. And I, I did see a tweet apparently that he's going away to have hip surgery or hip, I don't know if it's a hip replacement. I think it's just hip surgery. Oh, okay. um, whether or not a... that's a retirement, I yeah, don't think so. Yeah, there was a thing about it. It could possibly be his retirement. It would make sense because his WWF debut comes in a steel cage it ends in a steel cage last yeah. match ends in a steel cage yeah, so yeah could, I, I don't yeah. think that would be the way the big and it was in the black steel career. cage no, that we talked about it was so. Valentine's Day Massacre 1999 Vince versus Stone Cold and Vince takes a bloody brutal table bump <laughs> <laughs> well I'm pretty Everything sure Vince took in that match was bloody yeah. and brutal Jesus <laughs> apart from the ending the type of match we will never ever see going to see Vince next week on TV by the way Huh? I'm going to see Vince next week on don't TV. Ruin, don't ruin a surprise. We haven't got the Smackdown yet. 
<laughs> cut that bit. We've got uh, to cut that bit. <laughs> well, yeah, that seems like the uh, the perfect place to end. What was a pretty enjoyable Raw, I thought. Thumbs up, Raw. Thumbs up? Yeah. Didn't Thumbs feel up. like three hours for me. Thumbs up? No, it didn't. Thumbs up from the PWP to Monday Night Raw. In 80 countries, in seven languages, to over a half billion viewers each week, the World Wrestling Federation, the worldwide leader in sports entertainment. Right, it's that time of the week again where we're going, taking a step back uh, into the past to take a look at some of our favourite wrestlers from the past, I don't know, 22 years, I think is where we've gone back to. Uh, 32 years, I should say, not 22. Um, and we're going to be looking at the new generation, so it was termed. Uh, we're looking at around 1992 to, to 1996, essentially anything from after the golden era we did last week and up to the attitude era, which starts in, let's say, 97, shall we? Yeah, end of 97. So um, what we're doing... Job. We've got we've got ten pretty superb wrestlers, um, ten superstars from that era, and we're going to pick five to form our Survivor Series five-man team that is comparable or better to our Golden Era team from last week. So though if you didn't hear our uh, episode last week, please go back and listen to it. Just a quick recap: we have what we have: Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior. Uh, Macho Man, Macho Man, Randy Savage, Mr. Perfect. Mr. After some arguments, Mr. Perfect and Ted DiBiase, right? That's correct. Uh, as our five-man team, pretty good team, pretty solid. Good team. Uh, so we're going aiming to top that this week. So let's get into it. So our ten uh, wrestlers. Obviously, Tanka. Tanka doesn't make oh. it. Why is it always my pick that never gets in? Because <laughs> your picks are shit. Oh, yeah, they were so good. <laughs> I, Story for the fans out there, you guys already know this one. I actually met Tatanka at Bletchley Leisure Centre about, I don't know, 12 years ago. Um, oh, definitely longer than that. Is it longer than that? 12 How years. How old am I now? How old am I now? 29, 12 years. Oh, yeah, okay. It was probably about 15 years ago. Doesn't yeah. seem that long. But I've got a Polaroid with his autograph on and everything. I'm actually quite jealous. Yeah, it was. he was the champion or something at that point. God knows what it was. Of Bletchley Leisure Centre. <laughs> he was a really nice guy. Um, I really want to meet him. He's one of the... One of the people I've actually really wanted I'm to I'm sure meet. he's not difficult <laughs> to, yeah. to Should meet. Ask if Ali can hook you up. Should we try and get an interview? I mean, that would be great. <laughs> well, I mean, if we did, you'd be the one to do it, Matt, because okay, it'd fine. just be like, I mean, I've already met the guy. We're, we're best pals. Yeah, best, best is. Uh, but yeah, getting, getting back to where we were before we were sidetracked. So, uh, Mabel. Uh, no, not Mabel. <laughs> <laughs> King Mabel. Uh, Mabel doesn't make it onto our no, list, unfortunately. obviously not. So who, who does? So let's start in no particular order. Right. Uh, Diesel. Kevin Nash, if you want to call him that, but Diesel, as he was known in the WWF at the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was that your rock impression? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Which was a great promo. Uh, I'll give him that one. This was before Matt hated him. Stop the press. Matt has said a positive thing about The Rock. That'll be the last thing <laughs> I ever say about The Rock. Uh, the Rock also doesn't make this list in this generation, even though he was a great blue chipper at this time. Rocky doesn't, might doesn't be quite die, Rocky die. Uh, So Diesel, our first one, joined by Razor Ramon. Yep. Hey yo. Uh, hey yo. The bad guy, joined by Yokozuna. Can't the, uh, get the impression of him. The uh, Japanese. Yeah, Japanese <laughs> slash Samoan. Uh, Shamoan. Shamoan. Yeah. <laughs> or Samoan. That's Michael Jackson. Would say. <laughs> oh, <Shemoan. laughs> um, Followed up by Owen Hart. The British Bulldog, 
We've got Vader. It's down! <laughs> it's down! Uh, it's Vader! Down, down, down! <laughs> Matt's having the time of his life. Um, who else have we got? Psycho Sid. And then we've got three fairly obvious ones. We've got Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, and The Undertaker. Boom! To round off our list of ten. So, right. Aiden, I'm coming to you for this one. Your opinion on Yokozuna. Should he be in our five-man team? Remember, he's Shamal. <laughs> no. No? No. So Yokozuna, I, well, off the top of my head, now, I must confess, haven't researched this, but I'm pretty sure Yokozuna is a two-time WWF champion. Yes, that makes sense. He won it against... He won his first one against Hogan in 93. Yeah, King of the Ring. He won it against Bret Hart. And that was it. At WrestleMania 9, but lost it to Hogan beforehand. So, no, he won his first one at WrestleMania 9, lost it to Hogan at the same time, and then won it back from Hogan in 93, and I'm pretty sure he won kept it. Won it again, because didn't um, Bret beat him in the next WrestleMania? WrestleMania I'm pretty, 10. No, I'm pretty sure he kept it till then. Ah. Um, I'm pretty sure. Because Bret and Lex were tied in the Royal Rumble in uh, 94. And they both faced, they both wrestled on that night at WrestleMania 10. And I'm pretty sure that Lex Luger was the challenger throughout that year, but Yoko kept the title. Lex Luger never won the title. So I'm pretty sure, okay. yeah, Yoko was a two-time WWF champion. Never won it back after that, I'm pretty sure. No, um, I don't think so. So two-time WWF champion, that's more than probably half of the people on this list. Uh, but you don't, you don't think he gets in? No, I just think... In terms of uh, impact and popularity, um, the there are five others in, who are ahead of <laughs> ahead of him on the list. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even cutting that out. I even just no. burped down the microphone. That was great. <laughs> I literally had no control over that. Anyway, he um, had the longest ti- longest heel title run. Yeah, two hundred eighty days. Yeah, it was pretty long. I mean. It doesn't quite stack up then if we're thinking of WrestleMania 9 to WrestleMania. 14th longest reign in all time. So it was, uh, it was King of the Ring to WrestleMania 10. So yeah, King of the Ring 93 to WrestleMania 10, Yoko was a champion. Which is pretty long. By today's standards, that's a very long title reign. Yeah. Um, but you know, he eventually lost it to Brett and Brett never looked back. Um, so Matt, Yoko doing it for you? Yes or no? For the sheer scale of him, I'd say yes. I mean, he was such an impressive... When um, I was a kid, he just fight. seemed to me that it was... I was generally terrified of Yokozuna. Whenever he did his bonsai drop, I yeah, thought, he thought was, someone was he was die. legitimately going to kill someone. Um, so... And Mr. Fuji used to scare me a little bit <laughs> as well. <laughs> uh, Mr. Fuji, yeah, the late great Mr. Fuji. Yeah, in fact, the late great Yokozuna as well, we should say. Um, who, yeah, he's bit of a strange character really Mr. Fuji wasn't he yeah. I never really understood his uh, impression yeah, I think we what? should just have a segment of Matt's doing <laughs> wrestling impressions Matt do this impression <laughs> my impressions are on point today okay uh, right so uh, we say no to Yokozuna or yes I'm gonna I'm gonna I would hold out no. on Yokozuna we've got one yes and one no I'm gonna hold out on Yokozuna until the end of this one because I'm not quite decided okay. I think we might get there. Okay, no Kozuna. No, no, oh, no Kozuna. No Kozuna. Brilliant. You, you um, right. 
Let's go with a more obvious one then. Shawn Michaels. Yes. Perhaps the greatest in-ring performer of all time. Perhaps the best all-round performer of all time. Um, for me, there is no question Shawn Michaels goes in this team. Shawn Michaels goes in straight away. There's not even an argument to it. Shawn Michaels is my favourite of all time. I would say... I go back and forth on this one a little bit. Because I was I was very much in the Bret Hart camp when I was a kid. Matt knows yeah, my sure. love. De- Matt knows, knows my love for Bret Hart as a kid. And so the whole Bret Sean thing, I was a little bit torn on at the time. Um, but short, yeah. hard to watch. Shawn Michaels for me is is the greatest wrestler of all time. Uh, and so for me, he definitely goes. And we don't even need to run down his achievements, even though he didn't win as many titles as I would have um, no. liked him to have won. Or that, but he didn't need to. I don't think. No, he didn't. He was the kind of character that didn't need to win titles to be amazing so Shawn Michaels is in yep Yokozuna we're not too sure of at the moment um, for me then Bret Hart definitely has to go in as well well yeah Bret's on this list as well so Bret Hart for me as I, I was the biggest Bret Hart fan when I was a kid I literally loved that guy um, so I was a little bit sour to see how it all ended for him in WWF well documented I don't think we need to go on to that maybe we could do a whole show on that at some point uh, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels together, great rivalry. Not so much at this point in time. It was more the end of this, the end this of new very, generation era. Very much, yeah. I think it marked the end of that era, didn't it? That that one particular moment. The Montreal Screwjob. Uh, but Bret Hart and Shawn hand in hand go go into this into this team. I doubt they would be hand in hand. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. And there's no doubt in that Bret goes in this team for me. Yeah. But I was never the biggest. Bret Hart I fan, think, um, like even just looking back on it now. I think this might be a generational thing. Um, when you were when you were mine and Matt's age at this time, we were very much of the um, as we you know we were discussing the whole um, kids who are the demographic for John Cena and Roman yeah. Reigns. Uh, Bret Hart was very much aimed at us as yeah. as the and the one thing you wanted as the a white kid the was... white meat babyface who did no wrong he didn't have an attitude he just went out there he was the best wrestler and he used to win titles and, and that the was one it. thing you wanted as a kid was to get them sunglasses yeah <laughs> I <I'll> still <laughs> own a pair of them sunglasses you do yes I had some Aiden you recently dressed up as Bret Hart actually didn't you and you had some uh, on there maybe we'll post some photos on our on our so, Twitter account well no, you can of you I wasn't very good at that yeah. You were, you were Kevin Owens, didn't you? I was Kevin Owens. That wasn't too bad. Yeah. I think we all looked pretty decent. Stag do. Yeah, I mean, the Hulk Hogan was a bit suspect. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's getting off, off topic. Um, so, right. I'm going to list these four. Um, in fact... The one, two, three kid. No, not the one, two, three kid. I did think of him when we were going through all this, actually. Right. The next four... Are probably, and this is something that we've touched upon, uh, we might even do something on this in the future, but these four, none of them ever won the big one, the WWF title. Um, are these the top four people who never did? So we've got Razor Ramon, Owen Hart, the British Bulldog, and Vader. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah, Pretty I'd hard, say so. Hard to argue with that. So out of those four then, uh, now... Given that we've got Brett and Sean in this in this team, and we're we're thinking Yokozuna might might or might not go in, I'm thinking, right. My views on Owen Hart were sort of aired a few weeks back. I don't think he was um, obviously terrible. What happened? To I him don't and stuff. think he ever lived up to his potential. 
I don't think he did either. I, I can't think of a really great match that he had other than the ones against Bret Hart. And for me, being such a big Bret fan, most of that's down to Bret. I yeah. mean, I might be wrong to say, I don't know. Um, but Their chemistry was good, obviously. It's going to it's gonna be, isn't it? Because of Dungeon and where they grew up. Yeah, I just don't... I liked Owen. Well, in fact, I didn't like Owen. I hated the guy because he was meant to be hated when yeah. I was a kid. Um, so he did his job really well. And everyone says all these great things about him. And yeah, I imagine he was a really great guy. And he was clearly a very good wrestler. I just, yeah, it didn't really work for me. I don't know. Um, I, I love the British Bulldog. Um, and who was a much worse wrestler than Owen Hart was. Yeah, I think we uh, had to love the British Bulldog because he was British. He represented us, didn't he? Um, as much as, you know, he spent a, a lot of his time in this period um, as a heel. I yeah. Think. Uh, with the Hart Foundation. Um, so, you know, for me, Owen Hart is a is probably a no. It's going to be a no from me. Yeah, agreed. Um, I'm a little bit torn on the British Bulldog. Aiden, what about you with the British Bulldog? I guess you, you kind of missed missed his career as such. Even um, when he came back very late on in the, in the late 90s, um, he wasn't really a... It wasn't a great run. It wasn't run a great run. He was, he was visibly impaired by yeah. his, his mobility issues. Yeah, I, I've never been a big fan of, and I suppose this was the case of a lot of wrestlers in late 80s, early 90s, was I've never been a big fan of big guys who couldn't wrestle very well. <laughs> <laughs> call, call me crazy. Um, but yeah, I um, if I had to rank them, let's say if there's a substitute bench, I would definitely put Owen ahead of um, Bulldog on this. Yeah. Um, I just yeah I didn't really get Bulldogs. What what was his character other than he was British? <laughs> all he all he did was just shout her out in a in a Northern accent all the time. Um, I he was yeah, yeah notoriously pretty terrible on bad at promos, very bad, uh, and he wore beads in his hair. <laughs> <laughs> He's a he white did. guy. Yeah, you're right. Uh, maybe the beads are enough not to put him in the in the in the <laughs> team. Um, so the other two on that on what I what I listed back then then Razor Ramon and Vader. So again, neither of these won the WWF title. Razor had a very good career in the WWF as around the mid the upper mid card, but never really made it to that main event scene. Vader briefly made it to the main event scene, um, but never won the big one. Never really got another chance after that match with Sean. Um, much has been said about whether Sean was. Um, <laughs> Sean was had something to do with Vader's lack of opportunities going from there, um, but for me, simply because he was around, I mean he wasn't even around for that long. But um, Razor Ramon had such a big impact on me as a child when I was watching wrestling, um, because he was a different. He was a good guy, but he wasn't that good <laughs> a guy. He was, he still had that machismo, and he was still a, he, he was one of the one of the first. Um, good guys with an attitude. Yeah. Good guys who didn't. They weren't so clean cut yeah. baby faces. Yeah, and it was different at the time. Yeah, we get a lot of that now. Like Roman Reigns, for instance, isn't a, a clean cut good guy. He tries to kill people every now and again. Yeah. Um, Razor was very much in that in that ilk. Um, so I loved Razor. Um, for me, I'd put I'd put Razor in this team. I'd put Razor ahead of Vader. I'd put Razor in the team. Okay. Matt, what are you thinking? Razor or Vader? 
for me, Vader was what, another one of them ones. I was a kid, I was shit scared of him. And I just, he legitimately looked like he could beat the crap out of you. Because <laughs> he could. Well, yeah. <laughs> probably still could. Yeah, probably. He's not doing too well, actually, Vader, at the moment, is he? He's still alive, just about. Yeah. Yeah. He's still wrestling, though. Is he? Is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Probably not medically advised, but no, okay. he probably isn't with his condition. But <laughs> this is completely irrelevant. But on that kind of subject, um, Jerry Lawler and Terry Funk had a match the other week in nineteen eighty-seven. <laughs> no, nope. the other week. No, Terry Funk. They, they had. Back. He's, he's doing a. He's, he's now Terry Funk. He's seventy-two or something. He's coming out of like he's like coming out of retirement tour kind of thing. <laughs> Um, and yeah, him and Jerry Lawler had a match, and Jerry Lawler threw a fireball at him. <laughs> oh, that's nice of him. So, yeah, you could make it. It's completely sidetracked, but just ridiculous. Um, so back to the back to the list. Yeah, Jerry Lawler's not in it either, surprisingly. And also, Terry Funk, um, middle-aged and crazy. So, incidentally, <laughs> this is again a little bit off topic, but on the subject of Jerry Lawler, please, if you do get a chance, go back and just look at any photo of Jerry Lawler and please just observe how far down his face his eyes are. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the list. Back to the list. Um, right, so, for me, Razor, yes. Vader, no. But Agreed. what are you saying? Well, Matt, you're... sorry, we interrupted you. Where are you you're going? saying definitely to... Razor, isn't you? Yeah. And I mean, I've got no qualms with Razor going in. I just would have liked to have seen Vader in there as well. Well, you never know. There could be room for both. So what we've got at the moment, we've got Brett and Sean certainties. Yep. We've got Razor, a pretty certain. And we've got yep. Yokozuna, maybe. Um, so that's two certains and two maybes. Right, next certain is The Undertaker. Now, very little needs to be said about, to say about, about The Dead the Man. Although, what I would add is that this stage of his um, WWF, WWE career, um, wasn't his greatest. It wasn't, obviously, he was... How can you say that? He fought it himself. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, takes a lot of skill. Um, but, yeah. He really went missing. He, he did go missing, didn't he? After, the, after, after the Royal, after the Royal yeah. Rumble Nightfall, which I've touched on, is my... You know, it's come to Jesus moment with with wrestling. That yeah, was my, the, that was my moment. That's got that's me. That's one it. of the best moments. Either. But yeah, I missed from when I got into wrestling. The Undertaker was gone <laughs> for a good few months until SummerSlam from Royal Rumble. So um, yeah, it was it was um, interesting that have such an affinity with the Undertaker went for the whole first beer, but, but he actually that, wasn't around. From that, and I then got you got that, two of them. I got that. <laughs> If you lose a casket match, you're gone for a while. Yeah, and, then, and then that never <laughs> really happens. Disappointed when that happens. Um, especially when you get set on fire in one, and you just come back a couple of weeks later. You know, it's fine. Um, but the Undertaker definitely. Yeah, we're yeah. not adding to that. The, the, he's captain. Himself. Undertaker captain. I, I would argue Bret Hart captain. Just because he's the sort of guy who you'd, you'd want as a captain. Can't not have it a judge. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I would side with Undertaker in that. Thank you, Aiden. That's about the only thing we've ever done. Well, it's a good job we're not making captains, isn't it? <laughs> right, so we have got... Undertaker's definitely our captain. We've got three definites, two maybes. And I'll do social media if you'll ever see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, moving on. Um, so, we've got two guys left. Both similar builds, similar styles. How many, how many spaces have we got left? So, we've got three definites and two maybes. So, we've got... Technically, we've got two open spots. Yep. Um, 
Diesel <coughs> and Psycho Sid, or Sid Vicious used to be called Psycho Sid at this stage of his career. Uh, now, neither of these guys were the greatest in the ring. Right, so I'm going to go back to Diesel. When I was a kid, I loved Diesel. But going back and looking at it, he's very much in the thing of Roman Reigns now. He got very pushed very quickly. Wasn't the greatest. Yeah, he did get pushed very quickly, yeah. He was uh, So he started as Sean's bodyguard, didn't he? Yeah, didn't um, say a word. And eventually transitioned into His pretty much the reverse um, when when Diesel took on Razor for the Intercontinental title and won. Yeah. Uh, so Diesel became the Intercontinental title and a champion. And from then on, it was just skyrocketed. He, he put in a really great performance at the Royal Rumble in 94. I think that's records of elimination that stood for a really long time. In fact, I think it's till 2001 when Kane, Kane did it, uh, yeah. overtook him. Um, and then Roman Reigns. So from then on, <laughs> Diesel just went straight to the Always top. comes back to Roman Reigns, doesn't <laughs> it? Everything comes back to the Samoans. Shamoans with you. Shamoans. <laughs> um, but uh, he put in a great performance, went straight to the top. He even beat Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund was WWF champion at this point. I mean, that's crazy. Um, I don't know, that match was quite good at the <laughs> What, the Bret, the Bret Hart Bob Backlund match? Yeah. It was a really good match. Is that I what you're saying? It was alright, yeah. It's literally scarred me for life, that match. <laughs> I was devastated that Bret Hart lost that match. That was I thought that was a really good heel ending. Well, it was, but there was no need for it. <laughs> Put me through so much emotional trauma. Um, I've still got that video. <laughs> but Bret Hart... Oh, no, no, Bret Hart. Diesel. He actually beat Bob Backlund for the WWF title on a house show, Madison Square Garden, in what, seven seconds? Eight seconds, seconds, I think it was. Which was crazy. I mean, we've seen a little bit of a house show uh, title change, but not to the extent of the WWF title. Um, Diesel won the title. Psycho Sid also won the title. Um, And I must admit, his whole Psycho gimmick and the sheer size and just, you know, ferociousness of him scared me. I mean, I was a little bit older, so I would have been, what, nine... Eight, when he faced Sean at the '96 Survivor Series, yeah. um, when he killed Jose Lafario. <laughs> yeah, was that the last we ever saw of Jose Lafario? I think it was. I think yeah, so. He yeah. with a, a camera, didn't he, to the chest? And yeah. I generally felt um, like he'd actually killed him as attack. well. So um, it was yeah, really good stuff. Beat Sean for the title. Um, I can't really remember what happened from then on. We have seen him defend. We, we have. We did. We did see him defend Far- Farouk. Farouk on a show in the, probably in at the NEC or something like that. It was, was definitely uh, One that we actually managed to get to in time, probably. <laughs> no, we didn't. Was that, that the, was one, the one, was one? That was the one. Was yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, nice, Aiden. A story for another time. <laughs> Aiden, Aiden was probably. I think, yeah, you would have been one at this time. One or two. Yeah. Crazy. How old are we? <laughs> uh, well. Yeah, I fully blame our parents for that. <laughs> <laughs> my dad and your dad yeah. definitely take the blame for that yeah getting on a train in Milton Keynes and getting off a train at Wolverton which is behind where it's supposed <laughs> to be <laughs> actually no it's not it's the wrong way around that one um, anyway back to the topic at hand Psycho Sid scary motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> no, two, two F-bombs you dropped <laughs> won the title a couple of times and literally but... terrified me but I don't think he goes in over Vader. I don't. My favourite Psycho Sid memory is him breaking his leg. Is <laughs> that, that's a close second? Is him? Um, is it his promo? Backstage promo. <laughs> when he said, "Fucking up his lines." Yeah. We're, we're live, We're live, pal. <laughs> Can that, we start again? <laughs> I think he could get in the team on that alone. 
Uh, if I, you have not seen this promo, please go and watch it on just, YouTube. Just, yeah, uh, just Google Psycho, Psycho Seared promo. We're live, it. pal. <laughs> <laughs> really well played by Jim, uh, Jim Ross, I thought, as well. Just, really right, pal. <laughs> yeah, what do you want us to do? <laughs> can, we, can we start over? <laughs> um, but no, I thought Psycho Seared was shit. Fair enough. He yeah. did used to scare me though, because yeah, he'd come he was... down walking to the ring and he used to talk to himself. Yeah. You legitimately thought yeah, he was. His great theme music. I was going to say, I loved his music, even though it was so simple, but it was, it was terrifying. Um, If I had uh, ranking the three, I said ranking, um, I would put um, Sid third, Vader second. I don't Dave. know what has happened at this point <laughs> in the podcast. Sid third, Vader second, Diesel first. Diesel first. Out of those three. The Roman Reigns of that era, (laughs) you're putting first. Bloody love Roman Reigns. (laughs) (laughs) Bloody hate you. Right, I'm going to settle this one. Matt, you're saying Vader in. I'm saying Vader in. Aiden, you're saying Diesel in. I'm saying Diesel in. I'm going Diesel. Roman Reigns of that era is going in. No! So, we've got four in. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, and Diesel. We've run through the rest. We've got two maybes. We've got one space left. It's between Razor and Yokozuna. Who's going in? Vader. (laughs) (laughs) um, We've got one space left. Let him go in. I am all over the Razor Ramon in this. You're on the Ramon Express. Matt, but if you... Take Vader out of the equation. You've got Razor Ramon and you've got Yokozuna. Ramon and Shimon. Consider this. Our team at the moment consists of a face Bret Hart, a face Shawn Michaels, a face Undertaker, and a face Diesel. Just think, if you put Razor in there, you've got Shawn, Diesel and Razor, three members of the clique. Think of the chemistry. (laughs) Yokozuna. The only thing Yokozuna had chemistry was a massive plate of food. You leave him alone. (laughs) Right, would. I'm going to end this one here. Yokozuna goes in. Yes! You we need did... a Yoko in our team. You just did that to me now. Oh, no, we don't. It's not a panic Do you get it? Oh, no. Yoko. Brilliant. <laughs> it was so good, it was lost on us all. Oddly enough, that happens with a lot of my jokes. <laughs> Oh, to be in your brain for ten minutes. <laughs> right, five-man team sorted. Doctors were. <laughs> oh yeah, hashtag Survivor over there. <laughs> first, first up, Survivor and Series captain, team. Bret Hart. No, not Captain Bret Hart. <laughs> captain Undertaker. Ali's gone rogue over here, just putting in whoever he wants. <laughs> it's his list. You wait till you're on holiday. Bret Hart. Matt's got a list of Jericho down there. I have got the list of Jericho down there, oh, and you will go on it. Yeah. See what happens. <laughs> You'd be in your own Survivor Series. On the same mic as you are. <laughs> You'd be in your own Survivor Series team of knobheads. Brilliant. <laughs> right, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, Diesel and Yokozuna. That's our five-man team. That is a big <laughs> For team. the new generation. With Vader as manager on the outside. <laughs> honourable mention to, to honorable mentions to the likes of King Mabel, the one two three kid, and Savio Vega. Oh. Yeah. Did you say honourable? <laughs> oh, I'm doing the cow and Adam Bomb. Adam Bomb? 
And Crush. And Earthquake. <laughs> and Crush. And IRS. Brooklyn Brawler all right. it. We could probably just go on like this yeah, forever. Yeah, we could go on. We're just going to list all these wrestlers. So that's our new generation team for the Survivor Series. Five-man team. Compare it to our golden era. See which one you like the best. Next week. In fact, maybe not next week. At some point. Definitely next week. At because... some point, we will be discussing the Attitude Era, which most people agree is the best ever in wrestling history. And The Rock's not going in. Yes, he is. No, he's not. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Rock's going in. Spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> he's not going in any of my teams. So that... And I do social media, so he's not going in any of my teams. We all have access to the password. <laughs> I will change the password. Um, you have it here, Matt is going to sabotage our podcast. <laughs> right, that's our team. We'll post something on Twitter, please do it properly, Matt. Captain Bret Hart. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Captain Bret Hart. And, um, yeah, see what you think. Let us know what you think. And, um, yeah, there you go. Getting back into the in-ring action then with all the latest happenings from SmackDown Live. So SmackDown this week came from somewhere I cannot remember. <laughs> Is it Sue? Sioux Falls, <laughs> South Dakota, something like that. America, America. America. <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, I'm not even going to try and remember that arena name because it was ridiculous. Um, so it kicks off with, well, very quickly, promos from Orton and Nakamura, which I actually thought were all right. Matt, you weren't too keen. Mm, just didn't. Didn't didn't do it for you. Nakamura's English is a little bit broken still, but he's getting there. Woken. No, broken. Um, so, SmackDown starts with Carmella and James Ellsworth in the ring. Ellsworth goes to introduce Carmella like he normally does, but she gets into what well, they get interrupted by Kevin Owens. Which is a nice surprise. Yep, uh, really great reaction for him as well. I thought uh, the crowd were all over KO, who um, asked him to leave. <laughs> uh, no, he doesn't. He, he asks the referee for his shirt because he's going to be the referee for the match, which I would have really liked to have seen Kevin Owens referee match between Natty and Carmella but you know didn't happen because Shane comes out and stops it now they get into a bit of a verbal sparring match and things go a little bit too far <laughs> yeah a little bit too far is a bit of an understatement yes and um, so whilst they are discussing basically Shane is saying that Kevin Owen blames him for all of his losses and his lack of success when he's been on Smackdown Kevin Owens retorts and says that he wishes he was back on Raw. He never wanted to be on SmackDown. And it is all Shane's fault that he's not the United States champion at this point. Personally, I feel like Kevin Owens should have his sights set a little bit higher than that on the WWE title. But, you know, it's another story. Definitely should. Um, so, KO then goes on to mention um, how Shane always needs to be the centre of attention. And that's why he does crazy things. Like jumping off the top of cells and... <laughs> For his daddy's attention. For his daddy's attention and surviving helicopter crashes. Now, this is where it gets a little bit personal. KO says that Shane's whole family would have been better off had Shane not have survived that helicopter crash. That didn't go down too well, His father, his wife, and his children. (laughs) Who he had already... He'd already warned about, yeah. Not to mention his children again. Uh, So as soon as Kevin Owens says that, Shane launches into him with an attack. Um... I quite like this. This segment got me pretty excited, to be fair. I thought it was a really good opening. Uh, what I didn't quite like was why Kevin was so hurt by a few punches yeah. from Shane. Like, it was odd. 
Kevin Owens is one of the the biggest and toughest guys on the roster. So I don't really understand why he was he you know he had such a big impact on him those those punches and kicks from Shane. I mean he threw him onto the announce table and stuff, but whatever. Um, Daniel Bryan seemed to be the only one who could stop Shane. It was quite weird. It was like. Um... Daniel Bryan had mind control yeah. over Shane. As soon as yeah. Shane saw Bryan, he just completely stopped. He, and was, went, he was the Paul Bearer to blank. Shane McMahon's Undertaker, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah I, think he realized, I think he realised what he'd done at that point. Yeah, it makes sense that when you see some, obviously the general manager yeah. of SmackDown, but it was it was like he was beating up all the other guys who were trying to stop him, and as soon as he saw Daniel, he stopped in his tracks and yeah. was like mind controlled. It was odd. Yeah. Um, now, I don't think many people have... An, have much of an issue with this angle and I don't have an issue with the feud but I do have an issue with what happened with later whereby Daniel Bryan took a phone call we later learnt that it was from Vince McMahon Shane's dad and Vince makes the call that Shane is indefinitely suspended um, they missed a trick they missed a trick why why is that Matt? they should have definitely gone I'm not doing an impression (laughs) I've done too many on this podcast you're he fired. should have said it in the Vince voice. Yeah, he should have gone. You're suspended. Yeah. And then but, but then that would make that, would, that wouldn't uh, make uh, any heel. sense because that means Daniel Bryan would take pleasure yeah. in that, and he obviously was quite. Don't spoil my mind. <laughs> it just felt right. That's what she said. Um, so Shane gets indefinitely suspended. Um, now, why does this make any sense? It doesn't. If you think about it, Shane's been in a feud with AJ Styles, whereby they've both kicked the crap out of each other. Shane was never in trouble at that point. Yeah. Um, does Daniel Bryan, who's subservient to Shane, probably, does Daniel have the authority to <laughs> suspend well, I, his higher-up? It came straight from Vince, didn't it? I suppose, yeah, it did. Yeah, actually, or yeah, did yeah. it? Maybe it wasn't a real phone call. Maybe this is a heel this turn This is a heel for turn Bryan for Daniel Bryan. No, because he would have done... And then... He would have done your suspension. This is how... Build the suspension. Oh, yeah. sorry, it's a long build story. This is how Daniel <laughs> Bryan's going to return to the ring in a WrestleMania 34 match against Shane. It's not. It's <laughs> never going to happen. Daniel Bryan versus Shane McMahon for control of SmackDown Live at WrestleMania 34. Roman Reigns wins. <laughs> yeah. Roman Reigns wins. Bray Wyatt gets pinned. Yeah. <laughs> and we all live happy ever after. Um, so, yeah, I just it didn't make any sense. Like, this is... So many times in the past that a commissioner or GM has put their hands on a superstar as part of a rivalry and there's been no consequences, but except this time, even though it was deserved from Kevin Owens' point of view, yeah. it, it Shane's gone too far. When he, all he did was actually just punch him a few times. Maybe it was understandable that he did because P- Owens was poking him so much, but could it maybe just be because it's twice in a year he's beaten up a wrestler? Maybe. I don't know. As well as... It's not like neither of them deserved it. No. Yeah, it's just made out to be a, like Shane's done so much, something so massively wrong. But he's done it before. Nothing's ever happened then. Uh, yeah. How about when Triple H has always been uh, it... uh, like some sort of like authority figure? And he's they, always putting his hands on. They did person. mention Shane said um, how Triple H had handed Owens the title. So could it be something? I know it won't be, but could it be like a little story in that? Shane's uh, Vince is getting Shane suspended because he attacked Kevin Owens, and obviously Vince might have a thing for Kevin Owens, but he obviously likes him because he put the title on him. Yeah, I don't know. I think obviously there's so much, so many directions you can go in with Kevin Owens because he's so good at everything. Um, but I quite like the whole Triple H Kevin Owens dynamic, whereby Kevin Owens is a little bit like a, a protege, but not so heavily linked like say, very Seth Rollins subtle links was. 
back in the day. Uh, I quite like that because there's always that, that looming sort of danger that Triple H could pop out of nowhere and help Kevin Owens win one time, you know? Yeah, I think that would be good, but it's just... And it's good to see... Uh, never mind. <laughs> great. Okay. Great input. Yeah, it's good to see... You can tell we really loved SmackDown Live this week. <laughs> we'll um, cut that bit out. <laughs> I don't know, you don't cut that bit out if you didn't cut a dynasty... <laughs> That's racial reference a couple weeks yeah. ago. <laughs> anyway, um, so the match between Carmella and Natty eventually does take place. Not much to say about it. It was all right, but Natty gets to pin. Natalia, to give her a real wrestling name, she gets to pin with a roll-up after James Ellsworth messes it up for Carmella again. My only thing about this was, how many wins were with roll-ups this week? There was a few. On yeah. Raw and SmackDown. I think um, yeah, Aiden English was another one, wasn't he? I didn't like the way this whole thing was done with, with Ellsworth in that um, he, for some reason, I don't know why, I don't know if it's just because I missed it, he got up on the apron for some reason and then dropped the briefcase into the ring like he let go of it by accident, obviously Carmella thinking it was on purpose, but it was very weirdly done. There was no reason for him to get up on the apron no. and then he just... It wasn't like, oh, I've dropped it. Like, he didn't slip out of his hands or anything. He just dropped it in the ring like he placed it there. Um, I just, I didn't like the way it was done. Yeah, it was a bit It was a bit weird, um, the placement in the match. Like, Camilla was on top. But I thought, well, I wasn't really paying too much attention at the time when I watched it. And I thought, oh, he's obviously seen that Camilla's so, so in charge in control, of the match yeah. that he's going to cash in for her. And then when she wins, he can... Um, that's what I thought, and then I saw the replay and just it saw that for some reason he got up on the apron and dropped it. It wasn't really like that, was it? It was a bit strange. I so... don't know if he got up on the apron thinking Carmella was going to win. He was just kind of getting ready to jump into the ring, but it was yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was a, it, yeah, it was just all a bit weird. And what else was weird? Um, the whole Carmella Ellsworth situation now is a bit confusing. So Carmella cuts a really pretty damning promo on Ellsworth after the match. Really yeah. harsh. Yeah, really, really harsh. harsh. Although she did repeat this, herself. This is, what really I, this is the note I have. Carmella, really harsh for a non-title match loss. Yeah. Like, it was an irrelevant match. It was an irrelevant match, but I guess it's the same If he did cost her her contract or something like that. I guess you could argue that last week he revealed the plan that she was going to do to Natty and so that she couldn't cash in because Natty would have been expecting it. And so he's kind of cost if her. He, if he'd been consi- consistently costing her matches, yeah, I think it came a bit I soon. could understand. He won her the bloody briefcase. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what they're going to maybe play on that in, in the future weeks. Uh, but she, yeah, well, she say, uh, you had to stick your mound where your chin should be <laughs> in my business, which I thought was really harsh. She said she's not, he's not even a human being. Sorry, excuse for a human being. Yeah, I just, oh, it was Genetic a... defect. Genetic defect. Your mum should have disowned you <laughs> yeah. at birth. Yeah, was, oh, it was, it was really harsh. For you someone who's been her bitch for the last couple months, who's done everything that she wanted, it was, I know she's a heel, but come on. Yeah. Cut him some slack. Yeah. He's a nice um, guy. So, that led on to a really strange backstage encounter later on in the evening, whereby Ellsworth tries to apologise, says he's really, really sorry, but says she doesn't have to uh, say he's sorry. And she says, so, now we're doing things her way, and then she kisses him. And then slaps For quite a long time. <laughs> I'd take it. If I was him, I'd take it. I'd roll with it. But that slap was vicious. Brutal. 
but at the same time... Some men like that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I did see a tweet from James Ellsworth saying, um, from last night, saying that any man with two hands deserves a second chance. <laughs> what was quite nice for him to get back to his original <laughs> little catchphrase. <laughs> got what got him over. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was it was odd. We're doing things my way now. And there's been no real hint of romance up until then. Like, originally yeah. it was like he was obviously in love with her, and then, but yeah. she's friend-zoning him. But that's kind of cooled off. Um, and now... She yeah she kisses him out of nowhere and then slaps him really hard. It didn't make sense to me, but it's kind of interesting to see where it will go. Yeah, I just I just didn't really understand what what we were getting at with this. Are they back together? Are they romantically linked now? Obviously, I think Comet is playing him in some way, but I just don't know how. And I don't, I'm not really, don't that, really care. that bothered. <laughs> I I can I can picture a scenario where he cashes in for her. Like she doesn't spot the opportunity or something like that. He cashes in and she wins the title because of it. She wins the title and then leaves him, saying, "Oh, you've done your job. I don't need you now." Something like that. Yeah, and that would potentially make sense. Actually, I think it's quite, quite a logical way of looking at it. Um, Thanks. Well, we don't pay you too many compliments on this on this show, especially this week. Um, There's a tendency to get buried. <laughs> Well, we buried, we buried a young talent, don't you we? Guys, yeah. You guys are the <laughs> John like Cena. Shovel. <laughs> or My... Golden Shuffle, as Roman called it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, going off topic again. So, well, Smackdown was a bit hit and miss this week. Um, Aiden English versus Sami Zayn. Oh, that was a bit... We've just Aiden and I especially have discussed on the show how much we love Sami Zayn. Probably just... I don't know what's happening with him. What are they doing with him? He I lost clean to Aiden English in, what, 90 seconds? I think he is doing a lot outside of... Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's set up his Sammy for Syria um, mobile clinic Is he being punished for week? being charitable? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but... I just think he might not have a lot of time. But to just be keep fair... Just TV then. Yeah, there's no point having him a 90-second match. Just take, what does it do for Sami Zayn? Nothing. What, what happened after the match? He chased Aiden English. I thought maybe for a split second we were going to see like a snapping like incident with Sami Zayn where he'd just snap, totally lose it and absolutely maul, maul yeah, just destroy Aiden English with, I don't know, with a chair or something. But no, just chased him, Aiden English ran away, that was it. They kept mentioning Kevin Owens in this match. Yeah, I think that's just a heartbreak. I think basically Kevin Owens is going to be the main fixture of SmackDown for the next few weeks with his feud with Shane. Yeah. Um, so um, I think... Kevin Owens is just going to be mentioned every, in every possible segment, which is fine by me. Yeah, I love um, Roman Reigns. Why does it look <laughs> Let it be known on we're the gonna, podcast, gonna, Matt just said, I love Roman we're Reigns. We're going to edit that in such a way that Matt says, I love Roman Reigns. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I really hate Roman Reigns. I'm trying to do two things at once. We'll cut that bit out. Um, no, we won't. <laughs> so, yes, we will. Let's talk about Dolph Ziggler. What? What is Dolph Ziggler? <laughs> what the hell's By going on? A fake ass bitch. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was it was very uncomfortable. It was weird. It's just weird. It went on too long. But he also it, on the second part, the second time this is going to be mentioned. Where did he get the microphones from? <laughs> yeah, people kept chucking into Someone it. Someone kept standing there, and going like I think it was the cameraman who was nearest. It yeah. just like got, it was the microphone. You could see him just grab 
reach down and grab him. I don't know if I liked that he was impersonating other superstars or not. I quite... I, right. I what before... I did like was um, his impression of Cena. And he, uh, he had right a Cena it. towel. He comes up to the camera and just like, buy this, buy, buy this! <laughs> <laughs> that did make me laugh. Yeah, I was pretty... And uh, the way he... Because uh, I mean, he made a point on Total Divas. Yes, I used to watch that show. About how he runs how weird, running like, sideways. Running awkwardly down to the ring, which I thought was quite funny. Uh, but The Miz did a better impression. Oh, yes. Um, My name is John Cena. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what would he impersonate? So he impersonate John Cena, Macho Man Randy Savage, and Naomi. Na- 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 Macho Man Randy Savage was really bad. Wow, well, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't great. Who was the woman with him? I've never seen her before. Just a random. Random. Found her backstage. She would have been the equivalent of the Godfather's hose back in the day. <laughs> Just random woman from the area. Which had contained Tristratus, Victoria and Lita amongst Trish others. was Trish in the Godfather's house? I don't think she was. Uh I've seen a I've seen a picture. Really? Where just a couple months before her debut. I've seen a fair few photos of Trish Tratus in my time to be fair. Oh yay! Um Lads. Hashtag lads. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, Dolph Ziggler. Just a bit weird. I I don't mind the impersonating thing. I just I kind of get his what he's doing at the moment. He's trying to say well, everything everybody else is doing is so ridiculous. Nobody is as good as him in the ring, so he should be getting the recognition that he deserves, and he's not. I get that point. May, what I would have liked, do you remember, and I didn't like this back in the day, do you remember when the Big Show used to impersonate people? <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Like, Hulk but Hogan. like he would he would do it for a whole match. Yeah, he pretended to wrestle. And then one them. week he'd do another person. Yeah. I think Dolph Ziggler should do something like that. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know where... WrestleMania matches John Cena, win with an AA. I don't know where this is going to go for Dolph. Like, is he going to have a bunch of matches where he is someone else? What kind of feud? Who would he be feuding with? Who Who is there to feud when with, I maybe, wa- other than, like, Sami Zayn? Well, when I was watching this, I Cause... thought... I thought Dolph... Because I really... I do like Dolph Ziggler. He's obviously really good in the ring. Uh, I, I don't think he's as good as everyone made him out to be in the ring, but he's not a Shawn Michaels. Well, yeah, he's not yeah. the next Shawn Michaels. Nobody's the next Shawn Michaels. Let's face it. But I do like Dolph Ziggler. He just need he just needs something to help him get over, because yeah, he's got all the skills. Like he's okay. He's pretty good on the mic. He's not great, but um, he when he was doing this, I thought what a great moment this would be for someone like Chris Jericho to feud with Dolph Ziggler, because. Jericho, whatever Jericho does is over. Like, he could, someone put on Twitter that Chris Jericho could get tax code over. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's true, he could. Yeah. So any anybody who goes into a feud with Chris Jericho comes out of it much, much better off with a lot of heat. So obviously Jericho might not be available at this moment, but Dolph Ziggler versus Chris Jericho, book it as a feud. Because Jericho can lose. Is Jericho not due to come back now? I don't know. But Jericho can lose, not be damaged by the feud. Ziggler gets heat, goes up the card. And the matches would be great. For me, I've I've had enough of Dolph Ziggler. I think that... He's only come back for two weeks. No, no, no. It's a, <laughs> I'd had enough of him before he went. Um, he's at the end of it. I think he's at the end of his career now. Yeah? That far? Yeah, I really do. I think he's more... He wants to do more outside of wrestling now. Maybe true, but maybe that's because his his career hasn't gone as as he had planned. If it went back on track, maybe he would not want to do so much outside. You know, I just think there isn't there isn't a whole multitude of stars on SmackDown. Can they really afford to be treating someone like Dolph Ziggler the way they're treating him? 
It's it's an odd one. Like he's thirty seven now, so he doesn't look it. That's what the deceiving not, part, isn't it? He's not necessarily. You look at people like AJ Styles, who's like forty. Yeah. Um. Randy Orton. Yeah, I I, I don't know where he's gonna go. Maybe a Sami Zayn feud. Sami Zayn's got a new shirt out recently, a little thing on it says "Never be the same," which could kind of tie in with the whole thing with Ziggler just being someone else every five <laughs> minutes. Um, yeah. But yeah, where where he's gonna go? He's not gonna have a feud with like Gable because he's now with Benjamin, who weren't on SmackDown this week. Um, it's confusing where he's gonna go. Yeah, I really hope they find something for him because it's otherwise it's just a waste. It would be another Emma situation. Um, yeah, they're they're better off using him. Yeah, because they they can put him anywhere on the card and he's a credible opponent to anyone or a threat to any kind of upper tier, mid tier challenger. But where he's gonna go, I don't know. What else do we have on SmackDown? So we had Baron Corbin versus Ty Dillinger, which sort of played on what happened last week, where Ty took the US title challenge from uh, from AJ, and Baron got involved. Um, now I thought this match was all right. It wasn't wasn't great. All right, TV match. What, what I did notice was uh, um, AJ Styles is on commentary. Corbin comes out first. Dillinger comes out second, and when his music hit. There was next to no reaction at all from the crowd. And I think the crowd for SmackDown this week wasn't good. Oh, there's barely anyone there by yeah. the sound of it. Um, but they they got into the match more as it went along and the reactions got louder. But just initially, there was no reaction to Dillinger at all. And it did get me quite worried. Yeah, I mean, the problem with Ty Dillinger is that there's no, there's no character development. Like, who is Ty Dillinger? Why is... What's he there for? What's he? What are his why, goals? Why does he call himself seen, the perfect ten? Yeah, if you've not seen NXT, why yeah. is he called the perfect ten? Yeah, because yeah. when, when was the last time he won a match? <laughs> Probably his debut match against Aiden yeah. English. The only thing you've known from him on the main roster is him coming out at ten at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that was just for a cheap pop. Yeah, and then his bad run in SmackDown. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's obviously got some talent. I just don't really know what. Well, maybe we... we're going to see it next week because what I happened hope so. at the end. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we should mention that. So uh, Baron Corbin picks up the win with the end of days. I think so. They played off the fact that Corbin um, really thrusted him in the throat, throat thrust. uh, as a cheap shot. Uh, AJ called him a cheap shot artist. Um, so AJ after Baron won, approached Ty Ginger at the back and just said, "Right, Baron Corbin's a cheap shot artist." Last week we had uh, he got involved in our match, so we're going to give people what they want. The US title challenge next week is only open to you, so we'll give the people the fight they want to see. It's not really an open challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Just say I want to face you next week. It's not an open challenge. It's a closed challenge. Um, (laughs) So that that should hopefully be a good 10-15 minute match. You'd hope so, but I fear it won't be. Well, if there's if there's some down. kind of barren interruption, there's a lot of this as well now recently, isn't there? That's short matches, really, yeah, really short to, matches. I, they do have to just make less of them. It's two hours, so they have to. And but, there's a lot of talent. at the same time, as a, see more people. as a paying customer, if you're in the in the crowd, you pay to see matches. You want to see matches, have but a lot of matches. So, but if you um. And they have two or five live after because they only ever often have like three or four matches. And they're generally quite short, so if you have to cut them, you're going to what maximum two, three matches. It's not very good value for your money. No, I guess not. Um, so, 
next well, week it does sound like we might be getting value for money now <laughs> i hate the name of the show next week sin, sin city smackdown so smackdown comes from vegas next week they're making a big deal out of it because they don't have a pay-per-view coming up do you know what really annoys me really really annoys me and it really really is getting on my tits is why is every gimmick match now being called <laughs> after the city it's in after the city yeah why? <laughs> brooklyn street why? fight Sin City Sin Street. City Street Fight. What are they going to do? Throw dice at each other. <laughs> so this is Throw what we've got. Throw playing cards. Oh, look at that. Prostitutes. Yeah. <laughs> what, we've got, what we've got uh, next week then. So the Usos versus the New Day in a um, Sin City Street Fight. Now, Which, did, did anyone find that decision underwhelming? Yeah. <laughs> no, literally, no crowd reaction either. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. But they just sort of... Should have been a ladder match. Little basically. tiny New Day bit with Daniel Bryan and then they come out and went yep since it <laughs> I, just, I love it Daniel Bryan was looking so distressed backstage because it was immediately after the Shane KO fight and then the New Day, and then New Day like, come hey. in and he, t- he literally just gone from so depressed to suddenly really happy like oh if anyone can cheer my mood up it's you guys and they did nothing yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were just uh, there in underpants they were there in these new yeah. WWE underpants and you hear Kofi Kings in the background like we're actually selling these now you know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love the new day. To be fair, just their ad libbing stuff. I think it's great. Um, now, um, with the whole, do we not think this is a bit of a stupid decision by the Usos to have a street fight for the tag team titles that they're holding against a team of three? Now, obviously, they're going to be facing two, and obviously Xavier Woods. I don't know if he's still injured or not, but well, technically, technically, there's yeah, no rules, so Xavier Woods could DQ. just get involved. There's no DQ. Yeah. This is a massive plot hole. <laughs> yeah, a massive plot hole. Unless users are going to bring Rikishi out. Oh, let's, let's or maybe, maybe Roman Reigns. <laughs> oh, um, it better not be. That would Book be, it, Deuce. <laughs> that would be quite a gamble. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, fucking shit this week. They're awful. Oh, God. Um, We're yeah. definitely digging you out as... This week, it is shocking. <laughs> At least they're out there. At least I'm on TV. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, yeah, on that shock. We did have a glorious uh, promo. Promo. Oh, we did. Um, I but, missed him this week. Well, I mean, as we said, it's two-hour show, short matches, but still ain't enough time to have people on the show. Mm-hmm. So, Dolph Ziggler took about 15 minutes of it. Maybe that could time. be Dolph Ziggler's. Maybe. Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode. Good. Yeah, yeah, that's a good shout, actually. Still not really sold on Bobby Roode as a face, but he's doing all right. Should you let him be? <laughs> it'll come good, trust me. It'll come glorious, I imagine. I love Corey Graves jumping all over Byron here. Yeah. Byron trying to say how SmackDown become glorious. He was like, "No, no, I've been brought here specifically for this job. This is my moment." That was so we, we should actually mention this. So Corey Graves was an outlaw. As much as people have loved to hate Bradshaw uh, over the Bradshaw. years, Bradshaw. Was it Bradshaw? And they called it. What did they call him? John Layfield. John Layfield. Yeah, and it's like, no, he's uh, JBL. Um, so, yeah, as much as people have loved to hate him, um, and I'm thinking mostly hate. King Ross, etc., etc., <laughs> been hilarious. And but uh, he stepped out from his role as SmackDown announcer. Um, they say that he's being kept in the WWE family, whatever that means. But he's going off to do some more um, charity rugby charity work. So charity. good luck to the guy. I mean, as much as you know, we've gone sometimes we've slated his commentary. He's been a massive part of SmackDown for the last I don't know 
12 years. Longest reigning SmackDown champion of all time. Yeah, exactly. He's a um, um, big, part, massive part of SmackDown's past. Say his uh, charity you know name is... Interesting facts, that should have been... He should have come out and said that's an interesting fact. Well, I would, but he tells you that every week anyway. <laughs> we should say Not his, anymore. His charity <laughs> is called Play Rugby USA. And uh, oh, at on Twitter going is on about rugby. at Play Rugby USA, if anyone wants to give it a follow. Well, yeah, go for that. So good, good luck to the guy. I mean... A lot's been said about, you know, his bullying tactics and antics in the past. Uh, we don't really know, really, what's, what's gone on in the past. So we'll just say good luck. Good luck, JBL. And, good luck, JBL. Um, yeah, really, really glad you've been replaced by Corey Graves. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad you've been replaced by uh, I was dreading the thought of Corey not being on Raw, but I'm quite glad that he's on both now. I can't believe you sent me that message the other day and I thought it was Nigel McGuinness <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes because I just saw the picture My, Nigel McGuinness is replacing Corey Graves on 205 Live yes Matt misinterpreted that in that Nigel McGuinness <laughs> yeah he's I was driving and trying you weren't checking your phone while I was driving. not checking my phone <laughs> but it popped you pulled up. over whilst driving and didn't stop for long enough to read it properly well, what happens is my phone does updates on the screen and I had a sat nav on so it updated it in front of me so I right. thought it was Nigel McGuinness because it was a picture of Nigel McGuinness fair enough yeah, but it's not it's Corey Graves it's uh, Corey Graves and that's good <laughs> a little bit of shame I did really hope they were maybe going to give it to Rene but um, but they didn't I'd give it to Rene I'm so sorry which <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everyone wanted to hear oh, I'm sorry <laughs> oh Jesus. Um, right, on that note. You've got so much editing to do this week. <laughs> no, we're leaving that one. No, I'm not going to say that because <laughs> that would lead on to another joke. Um... <laughs> <laughs> What's happened this week on this podcast? What has actually happened? And there's Matt's trademark high pitch voice. Um, so. You go high pitch though as well. No, I don't! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Right. Oh, shit, a brick. <laughs> um, I think we could probably end SmackDown fairly soon. Orton versus Nakamura was the main event. We were sort of looking forward to it all night. It was being, you know, hyped and, and whatever. Um, so Orton versus Nakamura happens. It was actually a pretty good match. I thought this was Randy Orton's best in-ring match. I don't know what other kind of match there are. The best match in a long time. Yeah, um... He actually showcased what he could do against someone who isn't Jinder Mahal. Another match <laughs> with Shinsuke. I thought the same thing with Cena. It could just be a testament to Shinsuke with surprisingly good chemistry with um, Randy. That like nothing seemed clunky or like you wouldn't you wouldn't guess that this is their first match ever. Um, I, it was quite good. I, I quite liked that Orton wasn't quite in full heel mode, but he was working kind of heelish yeah, style. Yeah, a bit heelish. Um, there was like a bit of respect between the two at the start, and Randy kind of feigned for an RKO. Um, yeah, it was, it was a good match. Quite, it was good intensity from Randy, and same from Shinsuke. Good reversal to the RKO with the armbar. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. I like that that part of it. And he's won the match with Kinshasa after just like there has still no one's kicked out of that. No, yet. Yeah, I quite yeah, like that. So it'll be so protected. it will be a big moment when someone does kick out of that. Which yeah. Is, Probably Hopefully Roman Reigns. won't be Jinder Mahal. <laughs> no, we've seen that. We've definitely seen that. Well, seen him didn't kick yeah. out. Yeah. No, he didn't, no. no. Yeah, it will be Roman Reigns. <laughs> he won't even be in the match. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so yeah, um, so yeah, Shin, Shinsuke picks up the win, so he's now the number one contender again uh, to the the title that Junior Mahal has. Um, who? What? Oh, I don't know. But uh, so this match is going to happen at Hell in a Cell, right? Yes, that's what they they said. Yep. Um, so it will be Hell in a Cell, not any SmackDown before it, not in Sin City. So I guess we're going more Jinder versus Shinsuke. The feud I don't like. I love I love Shinsuke Nakamura. I don't like Jinder. Hashtag done with Jinder. Uh, I just don't want to. I don't want to. Don't want to see it. Yeah, Shinsuke doesn't win this. If if Jinder comes how, out, of how this how feud... how can Jinder continue to win unless he wins clean? And no one, he's not going to win clean. Yeah. So we're up, how many more um, ways are there? Under the assumption this is going to be a hell in a cell. Is it going to be the whole Punjabi build up? <laughs> the whole build up to it will Punjabi be Punjabi prison. Hell in um, a Cell. brothers keep helping him win, so they're putting him in a Hell in a Cell, so, so there's no outside can't. interference. Yeah. So if if yeah, Shinsuke doesn't tweet, come out with the title, <laughs> where I does he go? I read a tweet the other day, which was brilliant, that the WWE has brainwashed us into thinking there is no way that, that Hell in a Cell keeps you in the the ring. No. Because how yeah. many people? The idea out? is it stops people from getting in, but it doesn't. No, Kane. <laughs> Kane, Vince, just rip the door off. Yeah. Or be under the ring. Yeah. Or, or as Vince McMahon was planning on doing, ripping the whole side of the cage off with the <laughs> truck in the six man. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't really think that one through, did he, Vince? Although it was really convenient that that was there for that, but that spot with Rikishi and the Undertaker. What were he? Choke slammed him, slash pushed him. <laughs> you go now. <laughs> gently dropped him off the side of the cage. Uh, the, the cell, I should say. Um, I think that's what you call a um, getting sidetracked moment. <laughs> yeah. Which happens a lot. It does. It does we do down. tend to go off on tangents. Um, so, yeah, Shinsuke versus Jinder's coming up. I don't want to see it. Done with Jinder. Hopefully, Shinsuke wins the title and we can move on. And Jinder can go back to. 3MB. <laughs> Not 3MB. <laughs> Go back to just being another one pretty on the sure. roster. Although I'm pretty sure Jinder loses, so we get a rematch. So again, we're going to have to see, coming on to our earlier point of rematch clauses, we're going to get another Jinder Shinsuke match if Jinder loses. Jinsuke. But at the end brilliant. of SmackDown, we got the bombshell. Well, uh, it, would, it would have been a bombshell if yeah, not it ruined it earlier. Had Aiden not gone. Vince is back next week. I mean, if anyone's listened to this podcast and doesn't know what happened when we recap what happens, it. What if people don't watch it and wait for us to talk about it? It's a pretty anticlimactic way of finding out your wrestling news, isn't it? Some people do. <laughs> Some people don't have the time to watch it, but have time to listen in the car. Maybe. Maybe you're right. So, um, to you fans, this is. So, Matt got the bombshell. Vince is back next week! Yeah, Vinnie Mac is Vinnie back. Vinnie Mac's back. The in genetic jackhammer is back in Sin City. And his grapefruits. Yes. Um, to address, I imagine, the situation between Kevin Owens and his son Shane. Not Kevin Owens, his son Shane. It's his son Shane. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Owens' son who's called Owen, by the way. He is, yes, you're right. After Owen Hart. Fun fact. Mm. Um, Fun fact. So, yeah, that's well, next now you week. Want them. So, <laughs> yeah. No, we've just given you them. So next week we've got AJ versus Ty for the US title. We've got the Usos versus New Day in a Sin City Free title street matches. fight for the title. Uh, what else have we got? We've got Naomi versus, versus Naomi, Naomi. A rematch from SummerSlam. And we've got the return of Vince McMahon. All in two hours on SmackDown. So it should be an action-packed show. Uh, so hopefully there'll be lots to talk All about. All that announced for SmackDown and nothing yet announced for Raw. Nothing announced Is Raw for in Raw. Vegas as well? No, no it won't be in the same place. 
I don't know. They would have mentioned that. Yeah, they may have mentioned it in Cincinnati. Yeah, then once or twice, yes. <laughs> um, so that's SmackDown. Right, so as you can probably tell, we've had a lot of we had a laugh recording this episode, a lot of fun. Uh, just to add to this, uh, we're going to do a little bit of something new. Um, now, a lot you know a little bit about us now, um, what we like, what we don't like, what we do and don't know about wrestling. So I'm going to put that to the test with you, Matt, and you, Aiden. You're going head to head. So what I've got, a uh, little bit of a plug here, I guess. This is our snow, head to head. <laughs> <laughs> what I've got in front of me is the What Culture Wrestling Trivia Game, um, which is a whole bunch of literally hundreds of question cards, thousands of questions, all about wrestling. Uh, so we're going to find out which one of you knows the most, and it's going to be a series of quizzes we're going to do over the next few months. Why don't we go till Christmas, see what happens. Uh, and we're going to keep score. See That's who... a long storyline. <laughs> yeah, we are building this one. See who gets. It's going to be some big... Payoff. See who gets the uh, the most correct answers uh, this week. So first up, Aiden, you got one minute. I've got ten questions. You're going to get through as many as you can. If you can't answer one, you can pass it, but just give it a go. All right, I'm so ready for this. Just say Roman Reigns. It's got to be an answer. <laughs> this is, to one I don't one. think this was made by Vince, but if it was, Roman Reigns is always the answer. <laughs> well, that wraps up all the questions. We've already got all the answers. Um, right. We're doing a countdown? Countdown. Matt, you do the honours with the timing. Three. No cheating. Alright. What do you mean no cheating? Don't don't finish it early. Oh that <laughs> I tend to have that problem. <laughs> right. Three. Sorry, Renee. Two. Oh, hold on, hold on. Wait. Oh. Oh. Phone's turned off. Oh. Go on. Three, two, one, go. Who famously hit Jimmy Snooker over the head with a coconut? Roddy Piper. Correct. Um Paul White is better known to WWE fans as who? The Big Show. Correct. Who originally sang Shawn Michaels' theme tune, Sexy Boy? Sensational Sherry. Correct. Uh, which WWE superstar is also a platinum certified recording artist? Current? Yes. John Cena. Correct. Uh, who is older, Lillian Garcia or Kane? Kane. Lillian Garcia. Uh, how many titles did Jake Roberts hold in WWE? Zero. Correct. Uh, Justin Gabriel was born in which country? South Africa. Correct. Um, what colour were the Undertaker's gloves at the time of his debut? Grey. Correct. Uh, who was the Wyatt family's black sheep? Braun Strowman. Correct. And which of the following... Ah. Start so you'll finish? No, I'm not, I didn't. I didn't quite start. So, the questions were so easy. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's the first week. We're going to ease you in. Mine better be that bloody easy. Eight, correct. Eight. You watch me not get one here. Well done. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm, um, I'll take that. That's what she said. Um, right. So, Matt, questions for you. Then. Yeah, just crack on the hard ones, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Is that I what thought who's older, Lillian Garcia or okay, was a pretty tough, pretty tough question. Not really. Well, he got it wrong. I'd have gone with Lillian Garcia just because it was them two. <laughs> right. So I've got some questions. Well, I hope up. you don't get that oh, question yeah. then. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna love this question. While we're here, that Matt. one's going in. <laughs> That's gonna be the rock then. 
while we're waiting for these questions, Matt, do you want to give us a ra- uh, Randy Savage impression? Ooh, yeah. That was all right. Yeah, so I'll give you that. <laughs> Cheers. Oh. Anyone else? Um, Stone Cold. Well, I can't do Stone Cold. What? <laughs> um, Road Dog. Um, oh, you didn't know? Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Right. As much as I would love to hear this carry on for the rest of the day, I've got some questions lined up for you, which I think you will find as difficult as Aiden found his. Aiden, will you please do the honours with the timekeeping? Your special guest timekeeper this week is Aiden Bunker. If I have to. Um, you do. It's the rules. So, Matt, please no peeking at the answers, although you probably can't read it from here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't read it from here. Um, right. right. Are we ready for a countdown? We are. Okay, your time starts in three, two, one. Begin. On which pay-per-view did Kurt Angle make his WWE debut? Uh, Survivor Series. Correct. Um, Hulk Hogan squared off against who at WrestleMania 3? Oh, Andre the Giant. Correct. Who was the first third generation superstar to win the WWE world title? The Rock. Yes. Mm. Uh, which future WWE champion was part of John Cena's WrestleMania 22 entrance? Oh, I don't know. Pass. Can pass. CM Punk. Um, which wrestler has a tattoo indicating Bone Street Crew pride on their stomach? I don't know that either, boss. That's The Undertaker. Uh, Which wrestler was known for choking his opponents with the mandible claw? Mankind. Correct. Which wrestler appeared in the Simpsons episode, The Old Man and the Lisa? Bret Hart. Correct. Um, At which event was the first ever Hell in a Cell match? Stop. Oh, no mercy. Bad blood. Oh. That was bad. That wasn't too bad. It took too much time. I think the, the couple that you got stumped on were, yeah. took some time, but you got five questions mm. right. So this week's winner is Aiden. I think this could be an ongoing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, just a bit of fun, but at the minute Aiden knows more about wrestling than you, Matt, which I think would make you distraught. It's not It's not that he knows more. I think it is. It's that when I was watching it, I was pissed half of the time. <laughs> So growing up, most of my pay-per-views I watched when I was drunk. Well, that's fair enough. Um, You've only got yourself to blame for that, mate. <laughs> I take this shit seriously. <laughs> Aiden abstains from alcohol when watching wrestling. I do not. Um, so that wraps up this week. So yeah, really good laugh with you guys this week. <laughs> we've been a good podcast. We've uh, we ripped it into each other this week. So um, yeah, hopefully we're still friends, right? Yeah, we're still good. Good. Good buddies. Um, so, yeah, so thank you very much for listening. Our fifth episode now. Getting on a bit now, aren't we? Um, so, yeah, please follow us on the social media at the underscore PWP on Twitter, the wrestling, the People's Wrestling Podcast, I should say, on Instagram. And please do go leave us a, a, a review, a five star review, if you will, on iTunes as well. It really does help us out. 
uh, we've now got our first uh, average rating on, on iTunes on the podcast app. Uh, so please go do go leave a review. It only takes a few seconds and it really does help us out. So thank you very much for listening. It's bye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And I guess I'll see you later. <laughs> Interesting fact over there. Uh, uh, so yeah, goodbye from the guys at PWP. Bye.